Hello, everybody, and welcome to There Will Be Dungeons, Session 25. If you can believe it. 25 of these. That's insane. Don't do the math. It's like Slash Played in World of Warcraft. Gets real ugly real quick. But we've enjoyed every second we've had together. And today's going to be no different. We bring you yet again another episode of There Will Be Dungeons post uh, last week's weird reveal that I cannot wait to freaking fiddle with. But there's so much more ahead of us. Uh, with me, with Bo, with John, with Kristen and Kyle. We'll get to all that in a second. Before we do, though, a quick email from Bruce from Halifax, Canada. I don't think that's a real place, but here we go. Just kidding, Bo. It isn't. That's not? (laughs) 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 He says, says, hi, Scott and all. Uh, Love the show, particularly this episode. Nash is a dragon. Awesome. A question for you, though. Doesn't someone in the party have a portable hole? Couldn't poor uh, Catherine's remains be deposited in the hole and carried out that way? Keep up the great stuff. Both storytelling and character acting from the rest of you makes me feel like I'm right there along for the ride. My best, Bruce from Halifax. Okay. Aww. Hadn't thought about Thanks. the hole at all. So who has the hole? John has everything. There, Do you have the hole? There's no, a reason. We don't, we don't have the hole. What happened to the hole? I don't remember. It is under a lot of sand. Oh, right. We lost it down there with those dingus, the dingus twins. <laughs> yeah, we did. Frick. Oh, that's why I don't know what this is. Yeah, because you two were out of town yeah. on vacation. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like that Scott was, like, almost cool and modern and then was like, whoa, roll that back yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I had to walk it back. It was way too hip. I couldn't do it. But uh, because you guys were gone, we had some, we had some problems with the hole. I totally forgot about our hole problems. So that's why, Bruce, nobody has a portable hole. Had If we had it, yeah, problem solved, probably. A few other problems, now that I'm thinking about it, may have been solved if we'd have held on to that hole. But we didn't do it. Uh, if you'd like to send your own emails into the show, you can do that by heading on over to therewillbedungeons.com. Leave us a message. We'd be happy to read it on the show. All right. Uh, I didn't check this before, but I assume Kristen has a rad... Okay. Oh, before we start, actually, yeah. just a little heads up. If you are wondering what equipment we have, you can go to therewillbedungeons.com, click on the link for the wiki, and there you'll find links to all the characters on D&D Beyond, the live character sheets. So you can go ahead and spy on what everyone's... Who has equipment, who isn't marking their equipment, uh, <laughs> and, and all that good stuff. You can spy on us right there. That's a great idea. I need to link that to the site. I don't think I have that linked right now. Oh, actually, you know what? There is a link. You did. You did it. Did Sorry. I put it there's in there? A, there's a link. Oh, okay. we- there's, our, there's our wiki link right on there. Oh, okay, great. Because I have yeah. tried to do that and forget sometimes. So I'm glad to hear it's there. It's in there. It's in there. All so right. just go right to the site. I think it's even on the launch page. If not, go to the player characters and you'll find the links are there. All right, go there you go. There will be dungeons.com uh, is the place to go, and it should branch you out to everything we have going on. And if you see something missing, let us know, and we'd be happy to uh, to tweak stuff and put things in there that you want. All right, Kristen, I hand to you. The microphone, as it were, uh, hypothetically, so that you may now wow us with your reading wonder. Perfect. <laughs> Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, Nash's Nasty Nocturne. Katobal Praith commenced his cantrip. Nash woke up alone, returned to the unfrequented underground of the solar mines. Hearing the solitary song of a mini mezzo, our bandaged bunny found a girl and her doll. This respite was soon interrupted by a burly boy known as the Bulger. 
hiding from this hideous haunt, Nash next nudged himself onward to a room of souped-up cylinders suspending sapiens in a greeny, goopy solutions. Just then, the bulger busted in. Their battle was bold. Knocked on the noggin, Nash flew at his foe, the two face to face. Their cross-courtship crashed into a cylinder, casting its contents onto the ferocious fighters. Looking for a way to win the day, our hero spotted a nail and went mad with rage. The bulger would never rise again. Victorious, Nash entered another room, this one reverberating with the warped waves of a loud liturgy. On a slab in the lab lay a body, chest broken open, revealing no heart. The chanting chimed on, a dragon metal heart lowered into the cavity of the cadaver. As the dark ritual melded the metal with the meat, Nash realized that he was staring at an open gash in the Nash of the past. <laughs> Returning to reality, Nash's human home transformed into that of a black dragon. To wrap up, the gifted goat marked the, ma the main map with the locations of wicked weapons. Conceited Council also requested the relinquishing of the esophageal pass with a bombastic bombardment. With the purview of plans pronounced, the group was snapped back to the summoning room. Making their return, they ran into issues with the ever-doting Dorothy, set her on fire, and rested in the cathedral where they waited for the smoke to clear. Oh my gosh. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> She's the, oh, and cheer at the end of those. The alliteration queen, everybody, is what... The, oh, wait, hold on. This isn't fair unless I've done this. Hold on. This is good. You need a big finish to those. The a queen of alliteration has spoken, everybody. Time to pack up your bags and hand it over to Bo Schwartz. Bo, let's go. We return to the adventure in the hallway leading up to a pit. Filled with clearing smoke, Varel hunched over, took the bony finger that he got from a corpse in the cathedral and tossed it across the pit to where he thought the door might be to see if the door was still there. There's a moment of silence and you don't hear a sound, Pharrell. <laughs> and then you hear it. You hear the bone connect with rock. Onto the other side. You can't see, but you... The sound, your, your like, best attempts at echolocation tell you that the door made it across and that the passageway is open though you can't see through the smoke all right you all came with me right like behind nope. me oh okay all right so scary. You're, holding your breath. you're holding your breath you came out alone they sent you from the cathedral cool all right run on back keeping low holding my breath okay you make your way back past the room filled with shit piss and the smell of smoke not looking knock on the door <laughs> the door opens and they let you in, closing the door quickly behind you. <gasps> it's clear. Well, walks into the room, smelling of smoke and piss and shit. No door. How bad is the smoke? Smoky. How bad is the shit? I did my best to avoid it. <laughs> it is still intact in its bins, though it did not burn down. Well, are we prepared? 
Not sure. In theory, there's air down here, and the smoke should eventually clear, but we also feel like we've wasted plenty of time. It's been, what, weeks now? Two weeks, according to the door. But the door may be blinded by the smoke, too. And now would be our best time to escape. That's a good point. I don't know. Should we go for it? Let's do it. Let's go. Bo, I'm not in. Uh, I'm not in dragon form right now. You were in man form. Okay, I couldn't remember um, when I, I gave that up. I think we. Uh, I think we're gonna say for now that there's no levels of exhaustion. Like you did transform, but you did that in the weir, and it's kind of fun weir time. So okay, uh, we'll say you're all fresh. Um, I did uh, make a little error last week because you said said it was once per long rest for the changing, and it, it, it that is the case, but. We'll consider you freed up to use it at this time. Okay, but I need a long rest between uses. It's not just that's an, right. Okay, yeah. All right. For that's now, what, as you get as you grow in power, those things change. Okay, it's all on the the the, the item. And I should warn all yeah. the listeners and stuff. I'm not going to pop this out every five minutes. Okay, it's not going to go that you can't. way. I know. I not yeah. only can't I, but also I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to be like. Ah, I'm a dragon again. You got like it's can't. It has to. We're gonna. You know, we gotta walk softly and I carry think a big. Only stuff. one worried about that is Stanley. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no living with me now, according to Stanley. But it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Anyway, yes, we're going with him. Follow the lizard. All right. Uh, if we're running, I feel like we should uh, we should get a, a good run, and we should also hold our breath best we can. Stay clear. low, move quick, and try to clear the pit. Jump the pit. Oh, okay. I'll be in front with the lantern from Stanley. Okay. I am going to, before we go, as a caution, I'm going to take out my rope. I'm going to tie it around my waist. I'm going to tie the other end to the immovable rod, and I'm going to just hold it. Got it. Okay. You, you do so. Okay. Can I get the rest of the march order? Who's going behind Varel? Uh, I'll go behind Varel. Okay. Hope, Stanley? Or Hope Nash? Where do you want to go, Hope? Um, I can bring up the rear, unless you wanted to hold on to my tail. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be dark. Can't see. Actually, I would like to hold on to your tail because I can't see without without dragon form. I can't see. So, yeah, what world does Nash say no to that? Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. I'm gonna hold your tail. You're not. It's not like a big tail, so I don't want you to feel like it's weird or anything. But yes, I'll hold your tail. Would it be weird uh, if it was a big tail? <laughs> <laughs> yes, good question. Well, it's weird. Tail, it's weirder know? because that one. If I was holding Varels, it's like I'm holding a log. Because your tail's so mm. big. If I hold, mm. if I hold hers, it's more like, isn't it? Yours is just like a, you know. <laughs> I think. Can you do that again? Just. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's like the, it's, it's like a fish. Yeah. It's not the size of the tail, Scott. It's what you do with it. I just watched anaconda, or no, sorry, <laughs> piranha. That and, big. And those p- fish are about this big. So that big is what I'm thinking. It's nothing to do with me seeing the movie. I just am thinking of how big those fish are. Excellent. <laughs> um, all you gift masters out there, you know what to do. Yeah. Get all on right. It. So, the you guys um 
are about to open the door. Uh, how are you proceeding? Is it is this running? Is holding a breath? Not holding breath? What's I will be holding my breath, trying to keep low, mm-hmm. movement at whatever pace Varel is. Okay. Is that same as everyone? The other humans? enough speed to or jump the pit. That's the other the, non lizards. Yeah, and you guys are going to jump the pit. It was about five feet across, so right. definitely clearable, I think, by everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on. What's what's the jump rule again? Does anyone? You told us the math. Yeah, you. I, t- I think it was even last week, but I don't remember it. But five feet should be pretty easy because I yeah, think we, we were. I think so too. Cover. Uh, I thought I had it in here. No, it's not in here. All right. Oh, there it is. Move 10 feet and jump a number of feet up to your strength score. Oh, strength score. Okay. For a long jump. Okay, so you can jump as many feet as your strength, it sounds like. You've got ten, oh, oops, okay. sorry, 10 feet of running. Wow. We're all a bunch of jumpers. Mm-hmm. If it's a standing long jump, it's half. So if you're running, it's one thing. Well, I think yeah. we okay, should. Okay, cool. Score, um, not modifier? Score. It's modifier for high jump. Uh, if you're jumping mm-hmm. vertical, you can only you can jump a uh, number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. Oh, neat! But a run I can jump. do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably jump. You can jump six feet in the air. That's pretty good. That's a really good vertical leap. Yeah. Man. All right. Um, so you guys, uh, you know, on the count of like five. Last last three are silent. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the door opens. <laughs> Varel smells nothing. He takes off. No problem. He's gone. Uh, the rest of you, you start running, but it's it's a little worse than you remembered it, and you know the the stench is very bad. So you guys are not as gracefully making your way behind Varel, but you're you're running. There's no you're not you're not impeded in any way. Right. You guys make it run down the corridor. There's a little bit of an upward direction, downward direction, and so Varel, you see. You can only see a little bit 10 feet ahead of you, but you start to recognize and be familiar with the corridor. You see it, uh, the pit, and you jump. Let me, let's make an um, acrobatics check, please. Acrobatics. It's very easy, DC. 23. All right, you clear it gracefully and, and greatly. Boom, you land into the room. Now, it's difficult for the rest of you because you haven't, traveled the corridor quite as much as Varel to know exactly where it is because the smoke still hangs heavy in the air. So you know you need to jump and you can hear ahead of you Varel jumping, but you're not 100% sure when to jump because you're running. So you're depending on your vision to do it. Um, Hope and Stanley you have a bit of advantage in this night and you have dark vision so you can cut through a bit of the fog. But I'm going to need everyone to, I'm going to need the, the three of you to roll perception checks, please. When I jumped, did I end up in the Dorothy room, or is there like a area? You're in the room. You're in the room. The door, the, the hole is right next to the door. So then you, I will continue still running. running. You're still running. All right. Let's see if everyone else makes it. Uh, 18 for perception. Shut up. Okay. 18 also. Okay. Nine. Hope. All right. Oh. So, uh, Stanley, you run up. You see the you see the hole, and you spring into action immediately. Make an acrobatics check. Uh, that is going to be a 13. Okay. You jump across and you, your shoulder hits a bit of wall, but you make it through and sort of take a few steps. You see Varel's already gone. You don't see him anywhere near you. Um, Hope, uh, you rolled a nine for the acrobatics check? The uh, perception. 
Oh, the perception. Okay, so you jump a little, or you jump a few feet early. Um, so you're gonna have to clear eight feet. Okay. Uh, can I get an acrobatics check, please? Okay, cool. Much better. Um, eighteen. Okay, so you jump across and then you land. Your tiptoes land on the edge, and you you whoa you you lean back a bit and you you jet your arms out, but then you can't jut them. You feel rock can walls. Can I so reach out yourself. to grab her? Uh, you you don't see this. It's happening oh, so okay. fast. There's no time. So you're now like in the doorway, having grabbed on with your tippy toes on the ledge. Nash, you see the hole, but you don't see what's happened to Hope up ahead of you, and you oh, take no. a you jump. Uh, roll an acrobatics check, please. All right. <laughs> Uh, I have no modifier. Thirteen. Okay. Um. So you jump across and something hits you. I need a um strength save from you, please. Uh, from uh, from hope. hope, right? Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> Straight. Uh. Nineteen. Okay. So you uh, you feel this like large force, and you know it's Nash. Just hit you right in the back. Boom. <laughs> and you you remain immovable, meaning he's gonna bounce off you and not make it through. Uh, oh shit! Nash, can I, just Nash, I need a dex. Um, okay, you can roll a dexterity save. Uh, no, sorry. Nash, roll a dexterity save. Right. Hope, roll um, a, an athletics check, please. Twelve. Eight. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you, you, Nash, you scramble to try and grab onto whatever it is you hit before falling down, but it's just, it just everything seems to slip from your hands. Hope like turns around quickly to try and grab you, but she has to do a full 180 to turn around, and she's just a few seconds behind uh, that, and so you fall into the hole. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Ah! <laughs> 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 it says Nash right. Magar to the solar mines as he falls. Okay, so you fall down about what did we say it was about 20 feet, something like that. Is that what you said? All right, so you you fall down into the hole, yeah. and you sort of crack your head on the wall on the way down, and you just you just you land, and you don't hit anything. There were spikes down there, but you don't hit any of them. You just take the fall damage as you fall down uh, for nine points of damage, essentially, oh. and uh, it just it, you get the wind knocked out of you. Nothing feels broken, but you're definitely in bad shape in okay. the bottom of the hole. For some reason, there we go. D&D Beyond is being very weird with my mouse. There we go, nine. Your visibility down the hole is a much be little better, though, so you can kind of see that you're in the hole, and you look up, and you just see sort of smoky room. You see Hope with her hand reached out. <laughs> just like uh, a look of horror on her face. And I'm now a good, considering my height, I'm what, like 12 feet away from any reach or anything? Uh, it's about 20 feet drop. Okay. So you need a rope to get down there. All right. Uh, let me apply my damage now that this is working. Um, all right. Stanley, throw me that rope. All right. I'm going to walk over. I'm going to, excuse me, to hope. I'll move uh, to the side. Is there anything down I'll... here with me, Bo? No, no. There's uh, like a few um, like stone spikes that have been carved out of the ground that okay. you didn't get hit by. No bodies or poo or pee or anything. There no. No, just your shame just my shame all right sorry john go ahead uh i'm gonna untie the rope from around my waist click the stick on the immovable rod throw the rope down uh rope suddenly dangles in front of you sort of hits you in your head <laughs> 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 you have this grand sense of irritation until you realize it's help 
Let's hit you in the face from up on high. No, this is like real life. Whenever something really cool happens to me, the next, everything after that is slightly disappointing. Like falling in a hole, getting hit in the head with a rope, a little humiliating. It's you guys all, all didn't have to take a run at it all at the same time. It's just, you know. I know. It's the luck of the draw. That's how these things go. Um, okay. I will climb up then. Okay. Uh, athletics check, please. Okay. Climbing. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, it is 15. All right. So you grab the rope. You climb up it uh, slowly but surely uh, using your legs as uh, against the wall to sort of help offset some of the weight. And you make it up and you see Stanley there uh, standing, beaming proudly at his immovable rod at this piece of golden metal that's just floating in midair that your rope is tied to. All right. Uh, I'm your dragon self couldn't get out of a little hole, huh? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Click the you... button on the immovable rod, wind the rope back up. And as this as this happens, um, you know, it's very it's very difficult to see it, but you hear a little coughing. <laughs> uh, hello. Stanley, are you back? Oh, it's that door, dude. Are you here? Whoever you are, I hear you. I can hear you. I know you're there. You've done a horrible thing. And I will I will tell the author the door authorities about what you've done. And I'll have my justice and satisfaction. This is a crime against normanity. I look at John or I look at Stanley and go Dormanity. <laughs> what? She's crazy. Knowing our DM, that's actually going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> door manatee at one point. <laughs> We're having flashbacks. Finally, water. And then there's door manatees everywhere. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we should. Right, everyone, uh, the three of you, make stealth rolls. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I wish I was a liar. Two. Twenty-one. Twelve. So, so assuming the same order, uh, Stanley and, and Hope very quietly tiptoe out the exit that they remember, uh, definitely the direction of Morel left. Uh, and and um, as you do it, you can't see it. You just walk straight to a wall. And you make a really loud <laughs> noise, and you're like, ow! <laughs> she goes, I can hear you! I know you're there! Please save me from this. Help me. It's so smoky in here. I don't... I'll I reach assume. out my hand to Nash. Yeah, please. Yes. Fix what you've done. Fix what you've... Murderer! Murderer! Maybe... Hold on. Stanley, I say, through a, the pain of my face being smacked into the side of a wall. Um, Maybe just press to digitate on our way out of here. And she'll leave you alone. That'll be it. And they won't call that door authorities or whatever the hell it is. Well, Nash. One, she's tried to kill all of us. Two, there are no such thing as door authorities. <laughs> Three, what do you think Prestidigitate is going to do? Well, exactly. Well, make it look better so that she can just shut up. 
make her door look like it didn't get hurt. It doesn't remove smoke, Nash. <laughs> it doesn't fix doors. The door's gone. Well, then, forget I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys have this, co- this very quiet conversation as, as you proceed down the hallway and leave Dorothy to her fate. Varel, um, as you run down the hallway, uh, it starts to clear up and you enter after a long about 100 feet or so of running. You make it back to the familiar large chasm room and um, the smoke in here is clear. You have full vision and you sort of you sort of slow down in your steps to make sure you don't fall into the chasm and you sort of run into it. And you're back in this room. Oh, friends, good job. Friends, yeah, no, no one else is with you. Uh, they can hear. They can, you can hear him echoing down the hall. Uh, you can hear him yell, "Friends!" Echoing. We're on our down. way. We had a little adventure. After a few moments, uh, the rest of the party catches up to you, Burrell. This doofus fell in the hole. Hey. It was my fault. It was my fault. I no. almost fell in. It's not her fault. It's just bad timing and it's dark. It's fine. I'm going to turn no. into a dragon and eat Stanley in a minute. <laughs> That's good like teamwork. To see you try. <laughs> uh, before we continue too much further, this uh, this room is free of smoke, right? We can yeah, you can, can see clearly. You're back in the room. Okay. With them. You remember the mushrooms? There's some mushroom overgrowth all along the the, the wall, the, the the path along the wall leading back across. Uh, now, I think there would have been in the way that we were coming in, but just to be sure, so we don't get caught off guard by anything, there were traps, right? Have those fallen quiet? Are those still going? Um, so yeah, you you have a you, you take roll an investigation check, please. Six. Okay. Um, well, you know, you, you you take a look uh, to the the glyph. Remember, there's a glyph near the exit to this room. It, it no longer appears to be on the ground. And you look across to where you remember there it created a cloud of darkness, and there's no cloud of darkness there, and you see nothing, no etchings on the ground of any kind of traps or anything of that nature. I'd like to do an investigation uh, to see if the Grell body or I think the cat fell down the hole. Yeah. But has the grill body been feasted on? Any other visitors? Mm-hmm. Eh, one. <laughs> okay. Well, you try to have a look from where your vantage is, and you see it. It's been unmoved, as far as you can tell. You know, it, it may have been two weeks since you appeared, according to Dorothy, but um, to you, it's maybe been a day or so. It's as you remember. It's nothing. Nothing about this room looks dis- uh, disturbed or different, as far as you can tell. Well, everything seems except that the, the glyphs are not on the ground and the magic effects from them are no longer active relatively safe um i figure maybe we could do this as a walk and talk uh but mm. while we're moving uh i feel like i should point out that perhaps i was a little quick in my saying that the oil beards and the dwarves above should be considered enemies uh may have been speaking from the heat of the moment, but it's occurring to me now that 
we don't have a way back to Slave Town. And I know that we also had thrown out the idea of not going back, but we don't have a way to get to the Celestium or really anywhere at the moment. Unless we get back to that town and get the Fate 4 operational or some other vehicle in its place. Bo, how many people how many people can I carry on my back when I'm in dragon form? Um, well, I think you could let me just have a look at because I looked at the thing and it's hard to tell. It doesn't really get into weights. So, um, so let me have a look here because if I could fly us back to town, I'm happy to still consider them enemies. Part, it's it's weird because in the character sheet, when you look at the item, mm -hmm. I included links to... You can make hyperlinks like the things, right? Mm -hmm. And I included links in them, but they don't appear on the character sheet, which is annoying. So it's like where it says you turn into this kind of dragon. Well, here, I'll put it and I have it. Um, so hang on, I'm looking it up. It's just, you know, under the original functionality, you would have been able to see. So I'm sorry about that. That's all good. Um... Yes, yeah, so let's have a look here. I stuck so, it in uh, there. Right now, you can transform into the stat block of the Black Dragon Wormling, so you're a younger dragon. So it's a medium. Medium mean. Because uh, my big worry, I'm not worried about Stanley or Hope, but we have a giant lizard. I think medium is still 5x5, five five, right? Like, I'm going to look it up, so you guys continue to roleplay, and I'll look that All up. All right. Well, I, uh, Nash... I'll just say Nash suggests this to Stanley, and Stanley, you can decide what you want to do with it. I mean, I think the big concern is how long are you able to maintain that form for, and if you're going to be able to carry us. I mean, it's relatively <clears throat> untested, and it would be a little rough to have you suddenly go back into your crusty self in the middle of the air over the open desert. These dwarves are also industrious folk. If the spells, like these runes, dis disappeared two weeks ago, so did the undead, they would have likely fixed their lift. Could be. Could be that we have an easy way back up. Nonetheless, I think we should at least be at least somewhat initially restrained before we go making any new enemies once we get back to the surface. There's no telling what the situation is in Slave Town. Orp could have come in and destroyed the whole place, or maybe the principal has come in. We have no idea of knowing what we're walking into. So I can turn back. I can turn. There's no limit. I just said when I turn back, I need a long rest before I can do it again. According to this, I still don't know about the uh, weight thing though. You also you also suffer exhaustion levels, right? Um, so, uh, what I'm going to say is part of the intent, I realize that as a, you're a medium size until level six, mm -hmm. when you become a young black dragon, but, uh, I'm going to rule that you can mount people on your back. Uh, now it, you are going to be subject to the a strength, like an encumbrance limit, which I can figure out, uh, while you continue. But, um, yeah, you can, people can ride your back. All right. So we've, fly with so we've put this idea out in the group and it, it though there are a few things we we're not sure of it's at least an idea that we're that we're playing with let's let's say it yeah. that way and uh i turn to stanley and say well if this elevator is available we should go I mean, that should be our first goal is get to the top i agree let's see what the situation is and go from there but felt like it was worth saying before anybody goes taking out anyone the second they see them but 
let's at least be a little confident. A little. A little. Okay. But we don't have to be entirely cautious. Look, I'd like nothing more than to throw one of those dwarves down the pit the way they felt they could to us, but for the time being, we should be safe. Now, with Nash as a dragon, I feel like we should stop a few levels before the top, because I don't know how the dwarves will react if they see Nash. They see a dragon come out of the hole. Well, if we can get up there uh, without any trouble, I I don't need to do this until we're there. And we can make that decision on the fly. And maybe it'll help us, because if we get there and they immediately come for us or force us back in or try to create a confrontation, that transformation may be enough to make at least some of them run and freak out and flee. So so maybe we hold it till we get up there. Well, maybe once they see that it's Nash, if he reverts back, maybe they'll hold a little bit. I'm okay if Nash takes a couple of shots before they figure it out. That's not a big deal. Yeah, what's... <laughs> <coughs> what's a, what's what's a uh, what's a injured Nash to us anyway? It's fine. Well, you'll be a big intimidating dragon. I'm sure you can handle it, right? I'll do it for the team. I'll take one for the team. You might take more than one, but we appreciate. I'll it. take two for the team. Could be as many as seven, but I think you'll be okay. I think we don't make this decision till we see that elevator. <laughs> All right. I want to know that it's okay first, or what we're dealing with when we get to the base of it before we decide. We'll keep going. So it says here your strength capacity is your strength score multiplied by 15. Okay. This is the weight that you can carry, which is high enough. 15 times 11. Um, larger, when you're larger, you can carry much more. Uh, if you carry weight in excess of five times your strength, you become encumbered. Um, 165 means your speed drops by 10 feet if you weigh 10 times you're heavily encumbered so 15 is your limit Um, sorry did you do the math on that yeah 165 strength is what it would be Uh, no as a dragon that's what I mean because that's my my strength 15 times 15 is 300 no 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 my strength 11 no you have different strength than your dragon Oh, 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 human. I thought you meant my base, sorry, my base human strength. Nope, uh, your, your, your strength is, we'll be using so, your ability scores. So 15 times, yeah, that makes sense yeah. now that you say it, 225. 15 times 15 is 225. Okay, so um, that would be how much you could carry. Sounds like Pharrell might weigh more than that, I don't know. Because that's pounds, um, right? Yeah, okay. uh, certainly Hope is carrying a lot, <laughs> she might have to drop some stuff. Uh, maybe I don't know. So what if we say, "I'll fly Hope back," while uh, Varel, <laughs> Varel and Stanley wait here, and we'll go find a ride. Is that a bad idea? Yes, traditionally going <laughs> off on your own is a bad idea. If it takes multiple <coughs> trips, we can always do that, but. I don't think you two should set off on some grand adventure while we wait at the bottom of a pit. Good point. So we could make runs, dump 
hope off, come back, get you, come back and do the do Varel last, or maybe Varel first because he weighs the most. I don't know. If you think you're up to it, I've never done this before. I have no idea. This may all be a moot point if for some reason that lift is working, though. So let's get there, figure it out, and then we can figure out how you're flying us out of here. You know, Tobal Prate said this would be a trivial matter, and I don't see it being a trivial matter thus far. Yeah, the goat, I think the goat was not being totally honest. What if we get to the top and there's uh, vehicles or otherwise transportation there left by... I guess one other thing I should point out to you, Nash, is because the item is new to you, and I'd like you to find interactions and things out on your own. Uh, and it's definitely better for you know players to have their own agency when it comes to coming up. I don't mm-hmm. want to suggest solutions to you, but an aspect of this that's exceptional to shape shifting is you hack you do have access to the to the ability to um, cast your spells while in your changed form. Hmm. So I can do all the stuff I do now in cha- in while I'm in that form. You can cast your spells in your alternate form. Okay. Does that bump up any of their numbers? I'm just letting you know that that's... That it's possible. Okay. That's fine. I don't know if that solves your problem. I'm not trying to give you the solution to the problem before you. I'm just saying that there are more options than just changing for you. Well, let me tell you what that smells like to old Nash Magart of the Solar Mines. That sounds like if I made myself twice as big... I could take us all there, no problem. We just have to do it in a minute. That was a really long fall, Nash. <laughs> a really long fall. Uh, you, you have you have a refresh. You, you can do it more than a minute. You've got a couple spell slots. Well, that's true. How far? How long? How long do you think it'll take us by air? This is a lot of math. Um, <laughs> all right. So there is uh, ten thousand. Or sorry, sixty feet. 1,000 floors. Let's say say it's about... You know, the floors are not even. This isn't a building. This is a mine. So floors could be small, large. They don't have a consistent size. Let's say an average, because it's dwarf floors. Say an average of five feet. 5,000 feet. Okay. In six seconds... All right, let me get a second calculator app open here. You move move 60 feet per, per turn. So... So in six seconds, you can move 60 feet, right? Yeah. How many feet is the whole okay. thing? So 5,000 divided by 60 feet mm-hmm. is 83 turns. And if it's roughly six seconds times <laughs> six seconds, 500 seconds. So 500 seconds divided by 60 seconds in a minute, 8.3 minutes. Yeah, I won't have enough refreshes for that. But if I'm twice as big, am I moving it twice Twice the, the speed. Oh no, I don't think that's in your spell text. You'd have there to... will be math. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Bo has just discovered the reason why in Skyrim there's always a convenient exit right where the end of the dungeon is. Right, it's like a, oh, we didn't know about this secret rockway that opens up right. Yeah. To the yeah, video, it's just that's weakness from video game playing. Yeah, well, you you know what you're like. You're like vanilla WoW. All those terrible dungeons never had an exit. You had to like. Yeah. No, I'm like real life. Where if you go into a hole. The only way out of the hole is back up the hole, not through something you touch in your pants that teleports you up top. Right. I've never thought of my hearthstone as a thing I touch in my pants, but that's yeah. I'm never going to forget it, though. I love it. 
All right. Well, I'm getting I, saucy now. The more, the I more. Like, I don't like this video game comparison. I'm like, this is like real life. The it's more, hard. the more math we do on this, the le- the less likely it feels possible to me to make it. That's right. if we're not what if is, the elevator's down. I mean, what if we use the key? Go tell Katobal Praith that he was really exaggerating when he said this would be easy. <laughs> And we ask him for more help. Like well, we don't know if the elevator's fixed yet, so let's check that first. Yeah, let's check elevator. <laughs> we have to. We can call Goat Man, and then we'll deal with it from there. If the elevator's working, problem solved. Because we can get up there, fight or not, whatever we got to do, and then this flight thing works. And we're still walking during all of this conversation. Yeah. Yes. We've made progress. <laughs> it's been a lot of walking I feel like and we talking. should point this out. Yeah. We just did a lot of Aaron Sorkin dialogue in a West Wing episode. Just walking yep. up and down halls. I love it. Okay. Oh, speaking... Can I say one thing that is completely off track? Just w- real quick, Bo. You're the DM. Mm-hmm. You can tell me no. Sure. Okay. Mike, somebody, somebody somewhere in my house saw... a. A scene from Veep, and they all yeah. think that because they all have met Kyle, they all think Kyle. Has anyone seen Veep in here? No. Okay, there's a character no. named Jonah. <laughs> Everyone thinks Kyle looks like Jonah. All right, but if you haven't seen the show, this is going to mean nothing. Everybody's Googling it right now. Jonah's, yeah. Jonah's kind of a turd. He, you're not a turd. <laughs> you're not a turd. So, this is where the comparison ends because he's a turd and you're not. But he's really tall. He reminds me of your voice, your height. Right now he's bald, but he used to have a bunch of hair. It kind of looks like your hair. Like, I can totally see it. But since nobody really knows what I'm talking about, people in the chat are agreeing. I'm checking them yeah. real quick. You're, no, you're... I make this face a lot through There Will Be Dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Bo. Thank you for, uh, thank you for uh, letting me have that moment. No, that's okay. What level spell is your enlarge? Uh, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I thought it was level three. Or is it not? Hold on. It's sorry. a first level spell. Hmm. Oh, that's sleep. Never mind. It's a second level spell. Okay. Oh, it is too? Why, why am it's I not? Hold on. This is really being weird. It's a... Oh, there it is. Spell. Okay. It is... Yeah, first, it's unfortunate. Second. You only have enough for six minutes. Yeah, second level. I have. If that math's right, it's, it's a total of... Yeah, six minutes. Not even that. Maybe just shy of six minutes. So I, that's not going to get us to the top. I have a fe- I, I have a feeling Bo knows the elevator's broken. I mean, I mean, it's an <laughs> it's an estimate, right? Yeah. Uh, the 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 eight point three minutes is an estimate. I just get this feeling. I, for you. I get this feeling that you're doing this math because I'm you not know in the that- habit of giving you guys a solution to your problems. <laughs> I've I've done some work for you already. This should be one of the players doing math. Well, don't do any more math. I just have a feeling that elevator is going to be down. Just because you wouldn't be talking this way if it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, if you'd like to roll some sort of check to see what you... Well, let's get to the elevator. How how far? Guesses. How far are we? All right, so the... you've, you've walked along the passageway, along the chasm. And you've gotten to... Now, remember, there's a passageway, and then there's a ladder leading up to that chamber. You know, the bed chamber? Yeah. That was there? Yeah. So you can, so you're there now. Okay. You, you, as you approach down the, the hallway, you know the the wet, uh, uh, black rock 
seems unchanged. This whole e this whole place has an ecosystem unto its own, and and you see the ladder leading up. All right, lamp in the mouth, and I'll start climbing. All right, you start climbing up, and you make your way into the chamber where you know you'd moved the bed, and there was a nightstand that had disintegrated when you tried to open it. The dusty books that Stanley had tried to read and had had a, they had also disintegrated as he picked them up. The room very dusty. Um, first thing that immediately jumps out of you is different with the lamp in there is that you see that there are dead corpses. Uh, thin corpses all in the room, unmoving, that weren't there. Uh, they have flesh. They're bloated. There's a stench of dead uh, rigor mortis in the room. Uh, you see the door that you came in, you had left it open. Um, and from that way, there looks to be a, a body that's lying on the ground, sort of spilled over in the entranceway. I, I will take the lamp out of my mouth. It's dead. What's, What's dead? The dead, the dead. I, I think as we killed him, he was like, my servants, come to me. And they tra they couldn't figure out the trap door, so they died here. But the room's full of dead. All right. We keep going then. Are they dead, dead? Uh, uh let me check. I'll go over and uh, give one a poke with a toe. Okay. Uh, roll a... Uh... What would that be? A survival check. You're determining its 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 nature and if it's alive. So let's do that. Yeah, it's livelihood. Ten. Okay, you give it a poke with your toe and stare at it intently, like you're gonna see any millimeter of movement after you poke this thing. And you do it a second time and a third time, with different degrees of force. You notice the corpse did not move. It met your it met your rigid standards of life uh, when testing if someone is feigning death, which happens often in nature, and it's definitely dead. Alright, back over to the hole. Yep. It's dead, dead. Okay. We can never be too careful. We had a, a lot of undead problems coming down here. You understand why I'm nervous. But we, we killed I, mean, I assume we've killed him twice now. I'm hoping he's dead, dead, dead. This is like twice dead. I hope he's Three times dead. I share your Four hope. Four times dead. I share your great hope. And I also... About hope? Nothing about hope. I, her name is unfortunate in this context. Oh, wait a second. I have, I have an update. Sorry to interrupt on the math. Beep, 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 beep. Um, it just occurred to me. That's six seconds of movement. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this. Assuming you take an attack action on that same term. Now, there is the dash action, which doubles your movement, meaning you could traverse 120 feet in six seconds. So all that to say is actually the likely time of ascension would be 4.1, somewhere in the 4.1, 4.2 minutes in Byron's. Still. Anyways, as you were. Okay. Yeah. Still no good. <laughs> Not going to work. Yes, you do. What? I'm going to start climbing. You can you have you can turn sorcery points into spell slots, and you have four available spell slots, at the cost of the number of spell sorcery points equal to spell slots, right? So you have four spell slots. Is that am I mistaken? You're correct. I do. And uh, it says you have four sorcery points. That's what you're talking spells. about, right? Oh, you have spell three slots. Three spell slots. Oh no, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so that means you can convert your four points into two level two spell slots for five spell slots total, giving you five minutes of flight time. So you do have the means utilizing all of your magical ability. But I thought you said I needed eight. That's before I realized you can use a dash action on your turn and we can have the time oh, in that calculation, okay. which is why I interrupted because I had a revelation in the middle of all that. Okay. Anyways, we'll say this occurs to your brain, Nash's brain, who's doing the math. And so you, 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 a light bulb comes on and you think of this. I go, oh, shit. You guys. I don't look down. Nash, are you all right? I'm fine. No, I've, I think this will work. I've done the math. Uh, I can make he it didn't. up there. I... <laughs> what a work! What man? I think I can make it. Uh, double my size, uh, uh, all that stuff, and dragon form. I think I can get us out of here because this doesn't look like it's going to work without it. But I don't want to decide. I don't want to make a unilateral decision. So, Stanley, do you understand what I'm saying? And do you want to try this? I'm not great at math, Nash, so if you are and you figured it out, then we will climb that elevator when we come to it. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to do this. I just I want to make sure everybody's on board. Hope, any concerns? No, I want to make a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a car when you have a dragon? Yeah, Nash, that's interesting. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I want to make a saddle. Put a little saddle on him. I like that. Oh no, you want to put a saddle on him? Okay, I didn't get the connection. Yeah, anyway. no, she. Oh, I thought, I thought it was completely. I've always wanted to craft a saddle. I thought it was a complete non sequitur. I didn't follow that the saddle was for Nash. No, I've discovered to ride my me. passion right here in this dark cave. <laughs> it's leather working. I want to. Ma- I want to make crochet. Well, thanks, Hope. That's good info. Sorry. No, no, no. That's it's great. So, can I carry one of them in my clutch, like in my claws? And will that help me at all? Sure. However, you want to do it. All right. They can probably all ride on top of you. If they can all be on top, I'd rather do that. Right. I like. I mean, when it's gonna be crowded. You're small, but you can do it. Okay. We'll see. They might have to drop some weight. That's another calculation we'll have to get to when we get to it. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt and derail. Sorry. Morel was was investigating corpses and encouraging everyone to come up into the chamber. Okay. We should go up there. Stanley, we should go. Yes, we should. Get moving, math guy. All right, I'm in front. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys all climb up and join Varel in the room. <laughs> As I described it, you notice that the room is unchanged except the door probably had left it open and there's a body spilling out lying on the ground dead in the doorway entrance and there's a few other bloated rigor mortisy type corpses thin but bloated from death uh, on the ground unmoving well they look dead to me we've confirmed they're dead 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 triple dead but twice dead we're hoping Thailanders, triple dead. Wait, they died, they got brought back. Yes. Then they died. That's only one death so far. And then we killed them, yes. But Thailander died, then we smashed him in the face, and then we disintegrated him. It's like. He's triple dead. It's like uh, refried beans that have gone bad. (laughs) Get it? Because you fry them, you refry them, then they go bad three times. 
No, that doesn't make I've sense. I've had these beans. <laughs> I've never eaten these, Nash. Is that a delicacy of the soul of mine? I wish to try these beans. So all we had was beans. Every day, beans. Beans and films. They'd walk down the hall and bang <laughs> at the door. I remember the films. <laughs> And they would, slide, truly. they would slide a tray of beans under the door every day. I hate beans. If I eat beans, will my heart be replaced? Mm. Not? No. <laughs> your regular your regularity will be replaced. <laughs> if you gather my meaning. I do net Varel, don't talk to Nash right now. <laughs> I never, we don't have to go to the solar mines, do we? I never want to see a bean again. Or the solar mines. We don't have to go. That is good. Yeah. I spend enough I time there for... I wish to see the films or the beans. <laughs> good. Where do we go are now? Re- are you ready to go, Nash? Yes. Are you good? I'm good. <laughs> okay, let's... Well, if you would lead the way. I think Nash is done for the moment. To the rock room. <laughs> Very well. You leave and the party follows in the march order you've given me. And um, you make it through the long, dark corridor made of rock, cut into the rock, and back to the rock room where you find the oh-so-familiar site of the rocks. And um, along the way, you do notice the odd corpse here or there looking like perhaps the undead while you were down below we're making their way back to their master somehow to defend it, but now we're are lifeless. You also see the um, the the corpse of, of Tickles, the man dog, where you left them under the rock, right. dead and bloated. As you enter the rock room and see the familiar sights of the where you camped before journeying below. There's another exit, and about thirty or forty feet out, you can see the the sort of part of the room leading to the shaft that goes to the surface. To the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> you, you continue on and, and return as you uh, return down this small corridor. You see, it definitely looks evident that corpses had continued to fall down into the shaft after you had long left and had were crawling or making their way down to the cathedral below and had lost their life, the energy or magic uh, controlling them or giving them purpose seemingly gone from them. Now the shaft room, as you enter, you look down and the lake of blood is still there, thick, black, and viscous, and pieces of the elevator sort of jut out and rock. It's quiet, but you hear drips, drip, 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 and and you, you see, you know, nothing but rock. You can you can't make out the top. You hmm. Return to the room with the shaft. I would like to listen for industry. Very good. Ten. Okay. You, you motion for everyone to be quiet as you turn an ear. You hear nothing. Hmm. But the sound of the reverberation of, of wind in the in the shaft. Well, they did fear the dead. Perhaps they did evacuate full after we didn't return. 
Well, shall we test math? <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be the only option. Now, Nash. Yeah. Your estimates are that for about five minutes, we should be able to maintain you as a large dragon capable of carrying us out. Correct. And that it will take just over four minutes, roughly, for that ascent. Barring any obstructions and unforeseen debris, yes. All right. Or, or that weird. Does give us, <laughs> that does put us a little over the estimate, which is good. I still think some precautions should be made. This is an old trick, but I think it wouldn't hurt to do the immovable rod rope trick and tie us all three together. Sorry, Nash, you're the dragon. Can't tie good you. Good <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Tied to my leg or my dragon wiener. Oh, wait. Will that work? If you go back into a human, would that rope still be around your leg? I don't know. Where does all your stuff go? Uh, my Anything I'm wearing moves with me. So my robes and my under things, they stay here. But uh, I don't think the rope counts. It's not going to loosen or tighten depending on my size. Yeah, so to clarify some of the rules here... Um, so for shape-shifting rules in particular, because you're the first shapeshifter we have in the game, and it's very specific across all classes, um, your game statistics are replaced by the beast, except for alignment, personality, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. You retain all your skill and saving throw proficiencies, including and gain those of the creature. Um, you get whichever higher proficiency you have, yours or the creature's. Um, when you transform, you assume the beast hit points and hit dice. When you revert to your normal form, uh, you return to the number of hit points you had before you transform. So if you take uh, damage that drops you to zero, then you get all your hit points back. But any excess damage um, will carry over, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's right, from, from a hit, for example. Um, so it says you can't cast spells, but in this case you can't because you're a dragon and they can cast spells. Okay. And um, so you retain that. Uh, transforming doesn't break your concentration. However, uh, you retain the benefit of any features of your class, race, or other source while in the shape change. Um, but you can't use special senses like dark vision. What you choose whether your equipment falls to the ground in space, merges into your no new form, or is worn by it. Worn equipment functions as normal. Um, it doesn't change size or shape. So I Yeah, so your equipment merges with the form. If you gain equipment while in your other form, you would still have it on you. So a rope tied to you as a dragon would be tied to you in a man form. Oh, basically. All right. Cool. Yeah. The only concern is once you turn into a dragon, stopping tying a rope around your leg and then getting back on you is going to take time. Hmm. So Nash must kneel and we all straddle him, tie the rope around his leg before. And then upon transformation, we are all on his back, prepared, and ready to go. Didn't it just say that the thing doesn't change its shape, though? So wouldn't the rope still be tiny and he'd just snap it? The issue is he's also going to be enlarging himself. So he won't change out of dragon form. That's not the issue. It's that he'll shrink to a smaller size. Yeah. 
it's not the shape changing that's the issue, it's the enlarge reduce. So we now don't you have to can, worry about him falling. I mean, you can tie ropes in such a way that they tighten as tension is on it, right? So, Well, the easier thing is for me to man up and just not not have the rope. I mean, I know it's risky for me, but I don't know how else we're going to do this. There's also a thousand levels of breaks should we need them. Mm-hmm. It's true. There are worse places to die. I'll tell you what. Hope, I'm going to give you the rod. You tie it to you and Varel. I will skip it. If anything happens to where Nash falls, I'll go with him and make sure he gets Featherfall cast on him. Okay. And we could do this again. I'll start tying the rope around. Ralph, where would you like the rope? Still hold on <laughs> to the rope, mind you. But yeah, tied. Tied. Okay. All right. Are all all of you tied except for Nash? I'm uh, not tied. I'm holding on to the end of it. Okay, gotcha. And you're gonna ready uh, Featherfall in the case of any problems, basically. Right. Yeah. Sounds like okay. All right, Nash. Like crouch the party, down. The party. The party stops talking and they look at you and. All right, I say. These boots are made for walking. Let's do this. So I get down in a crunched position, crouched position, as as Varel has suggested. I run over and stand over him. And you guys get on okay. me. Get on me. However you want to get on me. Well, okay. They can't like, get on you yet. Well, Why? you're a man. That's yeah. that's, that's weird. <laughs> no, that's speed, oh, because right? you're not. You're right. No, no, because he's, he's not tying me. Right. Never mind. I keep thinking we're being tied. It doesn't matter. Right. I can turn into this thing, and then everyone get on. Am I doubling the size in here? I'm doing all this while before we go. Right. The double everything's happening. Yeah. So right what now. we're gonna do is for the doubling of size, you, sh- you can you should change first. You can cast spells as a dragon. Okay. So don't cast any spells yet. Just change into a dragon. All right. Here we go. This is it. I'm coming in. Wings come out. And I go. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This is the dream. Okay. I'm going to get bigger now. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, We need to get on you. Oh, shit. Get on me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you can get, they can get, they can straddle you and get on you. You are, you have the size of medium, which means you're still a fight. Like, you know, when we were doing the maps, you'd be five by five. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, you don't occupy a bigger space yet. You're, you're about the size of a, like a, a young pony, let's say, you know, like you're not, you're not gigantic yet. <laughs> Later on, you will eventually be, but you're, you know, you're, you're a fearsome dragon. You're large, you're larger than the rest of them, but you're not there yet well let's go no, with a f- full-size pony not a young pony <laughs> young Maybe a horse. okay <laughs> we'll say a, we'll say a full-size pony okay <laughs> no not a young pony no i guess maybe if you're picturing like a miniature pony like not that like just i'm just trying to give you a sense that you're not right i'm not a huge drakey looking thing that you could fit not yet yeah. at level six and level 13 and i think 18 you'll get the next tier of size at 18 you'll be going to be gigantic Okay. You'll be able to carry a city on your back, probably. Okay. No, that's an exaggeration. City of gnomes. Gnomes. You'll be like, you know, Deathwing style or Alex Strahd. You'll be big, right? Okay. Um, But right now, you're young. Uh, You're you're a pony dragon. (laughs) (laughs) My mother had pony. My father had pony. 
All right, that's all I can think of. Um, all right, okay, so, so uh, Vor- Varel uh, quickly mounts you <laughs> without any hesitation or decorum. <laughs> he knows what he needs to do with great instinct. He uh, straddles you, okay, and then Hope and uh, Stanley join, and now you can. Are you guys? Are you ready for the doubling? Uh, yes. Wait, before we start, I, I still need a weight check. We still need to oh. do some weight. Oh how, shit! How much does everyone weigh? Including their equipment, except okay. me, right? Or do I have to wear? Yeah. Two seventy one. Two seventy one. Two seventy one. My character's she, bad at she, math, and that includes uh, her equipment. She has a ton of equipment. Oh, okay, because she's so diminutive in my. She mind. weighs probably like one hundred and forty. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, that's okay. All right. I'm two hundred and fifty-eight. Although that's questionable because the rope apparently weighs ten pounds, and I'm not holding it right now. So, so less ten pounds. So you're two forty-eight. Yep. Okay. Uh, Varel, three hundred twenty-six. <laughs> okay. So very important here. Um, Fifteen. Okay. Let me get a third calculator up. Oh no. So fifteen. Your strength is fifteen times fifteen is your max. In this form is 225. Mm-hmm. Now, was, I took some time to read the enlarged spell. Um, so, And you go from medium to large size. Okay. So large size creatures actually, sorry, um, can carry more. The rule's not 15. It's something else. Let me just get that information real quick here. Okay. This is true D&D where I'm like digging in the handbook for everything. No, this is great. I had to do this. This is, this is like this a is Saturday like a night past the this Cheetos. Is, this is my favorite episode ever where it's just like <laughs> we got all the calculators out and we got to figure out how to do it right. I love this. Um, it's just we don't have a lot of other options to get out of here. I, I looked this it. up and then I forgot what it said. Okay, larger creatures can bear more weight where tiny creatures can carry less for each size category. But So I'm going to give you the large one even though you're not because you are a big dragon. We're going to. Right. Um, double for every size category, uh, for every size category above medium, double the creature's carrying capacity. So you're going to get 550 pounds of carrying capacity. Oh, that sounds great. like we're going to stop to shed some weight, or you're not going to be able to fly. I don't think we can shed enough weight. I think the only shedding of weight is an entire person. Will all my spell slots... I won't be able to cast this for a second run if I wanted, will I? I mean, I can stay in dragon form, but I can't come back down and do it again. In my gear, there's a 10-pound iron pot I've been carrying around. I'll jump <laughs> So hopefully I'll start digging in her backpack. She checks out an iron pot. So that's 10 pounds less. I mean, um, if... I'm just... Let's do it this way. Let's figure out if it's even possible. What's your weight without gear? Assuming, let's assume we dropped everything. Yeah. What's your what's weight? What's your weight without gear? 140. I'm 188. I'm 280. <laughs> so, case in point, we, <coughs> dropping gear isn't going to help us. 188. 140. Um, minus 50. We're 58 pounds over light. Sounds like we need a way to lighten everyone. Hold on, I, I got wonder, an idea. I wonder if anybody has a way to lighten people. Here's the oh, way. right. Oh. This is, wait. Uh, hold on, let me check the spell. Okay, while you're that. checking a spell, I could. I, the suggestion could be shrink all of you. Oh, I had, that's that's individuals. Never mind. I can't Plus shrink. Plus, that would be using the spells we need you to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
your full your full power is going to be behind these this yep. enlargening of yourself. Yep. I don't know, Bo. Fe- like Featherfall does not say it makes people lighter. It just says it slows their rate of descent. Right. Uh, that's the, your call. I mean, I know we've kind of fudged it a little with the whole rapier thing, but it does hmm. not say it makes you lighter. Hmm. <laughs> Kicking Nash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying being in this form. I've dreamed of this moment. All right. So what I'm what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna make a little rules bending, and allow your maximum weight to be increased to 700. This is like hitting the tilde key in uh, Skyrim and because uh, it's not an exact science you are a dragon and I'm giving you a little bit of the benefit of the dragon's doubt an inspiration if you will okay it still means people are going to have to shed some stuff alright how much stuff do we need to get rid of so um, let's start with Varel because he's the easiest you weigh 280 but you clocked in at 320 do you have anything how, how down to essentials are you Varel anything you can get rid of that you don't need yeah, I could I could remove everything. Um, so I got some rations. I have a rope that's heavy, like John said, ten pounds of rope. Uh, the torch is broken, so that's actually gone. So I can get my desk self down to two eighty six while keeping my beholder shield. All right, get yourself down to two eighty six. Then you'd be the reason I asked you first. Everyone else has more stuff. Is I feel like Pharrell would be quickest to just whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I take off my spring with the water skin. Uh, rations, if anyone tries to stop me because that water skin string has the gold pouch on, I would just drop that. Everything's just gone. Does it help cool. me to drop my rations? Gone. It doesn't matter with me? They're part of your form. Your weight is... okay. You're, you're trying to carry these other three, so your weight is managed fine. That's a bummer because I'm carrying... Here are the three things I'm carrying. One day's you're rations. Carrying nothing. I have one yeah. day's rations, a quarter staff, and an old rag. <laughs> you also have the key the key to the chateau weir yeah but that thing doesn't even have a weight on it it's zero anyway um all right so uh hope i feel like you're the biggest defender when it comes to excess weight so where what when you drop it if it helps i'll tell you on my first pass i got me down to 55 plus 188 okay. oh wait hold on no that's not right We've got Varel down to 288. Where did I get this rag? It'd be 45. I'm down to 233. Uh, okay. 233. You guys begin shedding items. 288 plus 233. 521. They, what did I say? 750? Yeah. Yeah. 150 minus 521. It's 229 pounds is your top limit. Oh. I'm down to 232. This is the first time I felt like we're all, in an, we're all in an office together is how this feels right now. I love it. <laughs> Bo from accounting. I could still... I have 10 pounds of rations I could drop, but we're going to have no food. Then we've got to get out. I've, I've, my rations are on the floor, too. This all is right. bedroll... I'll drop them. Removing all the rations. We can that get f- puts me at 223. <clears throat> we can get food Two- in town. You're at 223 now, so you sh- we should have enough. How much are you at, um, Hope? 
Um, let me do the math again. I think it was 232 or something. Uh, 232. 743. Okay. All right. We got it. We achieved our weight class. Uh, so what you're going to do, um, Nash, is you're going to use up all your spell slots and all your sorcery points. Yep. You cast a mega long version of enlarge on yourself, right? Yep. All right. I'm marking them now off because may as well we're all forget. Where the so, hell did um, they go? Right yeah, there. mark them all off. They're all expended. Okay. Uh, you guys... Are you guys ready? Yep. Okay. Yes. Barry. Is everyone on me now? Is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. I have I'll been, firmly <laughs> hold on to Varel. I have been mounted. With the stick. All yeah, right. You've been mounted. Here. It's time to enlarge. Here <laughs> goes. Enlargement happening. Whoops. That's arrows. <laughs> Enlargement <laughs> happening now. All right, uh, between your thighs, uh, all three of you, you can feel the vibrating of the scales as the dragon form <laughs> enlarges underneath you, and your legs your legs sort of spread into a mount. Like, you were kind of standing and straddling him, right? Because, you know, as your legs spread, and now you're on this giant back of a large winged beast, and uh, you hear, as is Nash yells out a, 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 like a yell he just can't keep in from his natural form. And you're now mounted upon the dragon. He's about elbow deep in the viscous blood pool. And um, the wings start flapping. And, uh, Nash, ready ready for your say-so. All right. When you guys are... Are you, are you guys ready? Nash, go! I'm going! Go. Here we go. All right. The way your wings, like... They're able to make their full wingspan right now. You're actually small enough to fit in this place as the wings sort of brief, just gently touch the sides and create this giant force of wind and dust and smoke sort of fill up in the room as you just get to floating. And then you start to slowly start to move up. And as you move up, this is the first time you've really ever flown before. You enjoy it. It's fun. And you start flying faster, and you lean back, and everyone is on your back going, whoa, as they have, you know, you're not flying up way, you're flying this way, and they're all sort of clutching on for dear life as you start going, flying faster than you ever thought possible, and you start rocketing up to the top. And floors and, and stone rock fly by you. The cool wind is refreshing, and it's the only thing, the comfort of the wind and the cold air is the only thing shielding you from the fear of falling off because he's flying up so wildly uh, and without care. Except, you know, I don't think Varel would be as scared. He's you just, this is great. This is a magnificent thing that you're a part of. Um, uh, you fly up to the top and very quickly, a minute goes by. Two minutes go by of this. Three minutes go by. And four minutes go by, and everyone's starting to get a little tired from clutching on so strongly to this wild beast. Hold um, fast! I yell. Nash, you start to see the entrance uh, up up at the top. From your vantage, you can see the entrance. I can, so can see decide. the entrance from the top! So, what I want to know is, are you going to slow down and go in peacefully, or are you just going to fly? You could, you could fly through as quickly as you are flying right now. It's totally up to you. You don't have time to consult with your party. Oh, I don't? Okay. Oh, shit. Unless you decide to slow up, and then you can consult with them. 
Do I? I well, you have the, you have this amazing momentum right now. I feel like I just want to zip in there, and if they're there, fine. We scare the hell out of them. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, and so even though you feel like it might be the responsible thing to slow down and stop and discuss how to do it. There's no time. There's no telling how much longer the this magic of your spell is going to last. You decide just to go for it. Whew, you crest over the entranceway and fly up into the room. When this room is large, the entranceway, and there are piles of rocks and minerals, and you just see uh, there's about a dozen dwarves, and they all just turn to look at you, and, and many of them drop what they're doing, and their eyes are as wide as walnuts as they they all look and and one of them yells out it's a fucking dragon (laughs) (laughs) we'll take our break there nice (sighs) all right that was awesome uh we're gonna take a quick break everybody don't go anywhere uh or do because we're gonna be gone for about 10 minutes maybe a little less so come on back uh shortly and uh we'll talk to you soon hang in there All right. Looks like we're about back. Hello. Hello. Kyle, Hello. you good over there? Hello. All good. Wonderbar. Um, Bo, hold on one second. So it's recording. Bet, bet, bet. All right. We're good. And we're back. Bo Schwartz, take it away. All right. So you've just flown up into the hole. And you're now there when the one guard yells, you know, look at that effing, look at effing dragon. And immediately the dwarves spring into action. Uh, you remember Scrolly, who you talked to last time. You see him standing right in the middle between some piles. There's, there's torchlight in this room, so it's well lit. And he immediately taps on the shoulder of a guy. He says, go, go. And that guy starts running towards the motorcycle. And then he looks at another pair of four guys and he says, Get Bessie! Get Bessie now! And and four dwarves immediately take off and run into a side, uh, towards an exit in the side room. Um, and then and then he looks at the rest of the dwarves and he's like, What are you looking at me for? Shoot it! And then the, re- the remaining dwarves, about seven in total, immediately unsheath their rifles and start fumbling as they uh, get their uh, weapons ready. Let's roll for initiative. No! All right. Jeez. Fifteen. <laughs> one. Oh my God. Nineteen. Na- natural one. <laughs> six. Uh, six for Hope. Sorry, one for Nash. What did you say, Stanley? Eighteen. And Varel. Nineteen. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so you see this before you, Varel, and it's your turn to act. And you begin cool. to feel you begin to feel the form underneath you change. Uh, specifically, Nash is starting to shrink again. All right. There was the leader. The leader standing, Scrolly, uh, oil beard, standing in the center of the room, yelling out instructions. All right. I will slide off the dragon onto the ground. Mm-hmm. And I will charge him. Sorry, I'm just doing a bit of bit of drawing here. Sorry, just so I have a, a sense. All right, perfect. Uh, okay, so you're going to jump off and charge directly at him. So yep. it, just before you do so, just to get a sense of the lay of the room, he was circled with speaking with dwarves, 
when when you had entered the room. So he has the seven dwarves rifling around for weapons uh-huh. within ten feet of him. All seven of them, huh? Oh, we're sleepy. The seven remaining dwarves. There are four <laughs> dwarves running off to a side chamber and one dwarf. Did I do my math right? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes, I did. It's thirteen dwarves in total. Um, is that like Lord of the Rings now? Jeez. Uh, so um, there's one dwarf running towards a motorcycle. So you're still running at him. Just I wanted to make sure you had the information. Before cool. Yeah, yeah. Even if he's surrounded. Uh, okay. Did the dismount and the run at him leave me any actions left, or is that a double move? Um, so you can you can just slide off. I'll count that as a, a, your free action for the turn. Just a quick cool. slide onto the ground. Um, yeah, how many feet up is he? Me? How many? Yeah. yeah so you well, you burst it into the room. You've got this giant view of the room. I'd actually say he's about ten or twenty feet off the ground. Let's it's, see. You're going to take some damage sliding off of him, Burrell, Actually. Yeah, that's about that, right. That a plan in in the current state as you're floating above. Okay. Can I? Link roll? Is there a... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you might be able to use something to cushion your fall, like jumping on a dwarf. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would happily land on top of him. If you able. won't reach Scrolly, but there is one that's closest to, to, to Nash that looks like you could you could make it. You, you get extra length on your jump. Um, yeah. It's half your strength because you don't have a running start. Uh, so half, half half what your strength is, uh, and we'd roll a acrobatics check to see if you make it. Cool, I'm down you, with it. You, you get the extra range from from the fall during the fall with your momentum. Cool. All right, cool. roll uh, acrobatics. All right, then I then I will jump off towards him, enter my rage as I do, oh. uh, giving me the bonus roll for the athletics. Right? Did you say athletics? I said acrobatics. Ah, oh, same. I'm raging. Okay. <laughs> All right, and as as I jump, I will I will yo. You left us to die. And as I jump down, I enter my rage. Since I leveled up, I've changed my storm to lightning, and lightning surges through my hands, leaving a trail through the air as I fly down at this guy. Yes, natural twenty. <laughs> oh my All god! <laughs> and you know your aim is true as you do this. You're heading straight for him, and as he fumbles with his rifle, he looks up, horror in his eyes. Uh, as you connect, make your uh, that's your acrobatics roll or your attack roll. That was the uh, the acrobatics to let's land say it's of one and the same. I'm going to give it to to all of you. Uh, do the damage you're going to do with it. Uh, it's natural weapons. I, I assume, or do you have a weapon on you? Yeah, yeah, just natural. Okay, that would be a. Oh wait, hang on. Oh, shoot's changed. Five damage on him. Uh, you rolled uh, critical damage. Oh, is that double That's dice? Double double dice, dice. Oh, plus cool. one one time your modifier and whatever you get from raging. Okay, so un- unarmed strike is just a flat five, so I guess it'd be flat ten. Well, you roll again. I don't roll for unarmed because it's just a flat five. Oh, it's just a flat five. Right? Yeah, Didn't only they? monks roll for their unarmed. Oh, interesting. So yeah, then just double what you would. It would be then. Um, so ten plus any modifier fires. Sweet. Did your five? Did your five didn't have a modifier too, right? That so you do. I think it's like it is a strength roll. So that I is thought it my... was. A, I thought it was a natural weapon, so you would get an attack roll. Right. Unarmed strikes one damage plus your strength. 
So I have a four plus. Oh wait, five. Oh, because the terrace meat's still going. Twenty-four hours. So, so, so you get. So let me, just to cover this, you do one damage plus your strength modifier. Is that right? right? So you would only do two damage. You, you don't double the modifier. You just double the dice roll. Oh, okay. In That's that fine. case, but but we talked about your your claws being natural weapons. Didn't we allow you? Didn't we discuss this that you you were rolling damage dice for your, your claws because they're, they're weapons? Only my bite as part of my lizard class mm. is. I think we you should be rolling damage dice for your okay. claws. Yeah, at least a one d four. So roll two d four. I think this should be sweet. your natural weapon. Yeah. Sweet. All right. That is six plus. And I'm still under Tarras me 24 hours, right? Even with yeah. the weird. Yeah. So, but not that. Okay. So that's five. So 11 points of damage. Okay. Now roll. Uh, you drop down about 20 feet. So roll an additional 2d10 of fall damage that you're going to transfer over to this guy. Because he's Ooh. absorbing your impact. So six. So 17 points of damage. Okay. So you you land uh, you land square on him. Uh, grab feet and hands on him and just into the ground as uh, it's dust just a cloud of dust just poofs out from underneath and you feel your your hands you feel crunching under the rib cage and you feel the rib cage pierce lung and heart and like blood just like it's like a, a cough of blood goes and a cough of blood comes up and his eyes are wide and you just hear as he suffocates from blood filling in his lungs and he's like and clearly dispatched, but not technically dead, as he just ah, 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 and then you, you get up and look at the rest of the dwarves. Um, uh, and then lightning transfers through my body down into him. He gets a deck save for my lightning strike. What, the, the dwarf on the ground? Yeah, the one I'm standing on, if he... Uh, yeah, he... Up. Okay, you can... Alright, deck save with he can't make. He fails the throw. Uh, so lightning surges into him. Ah! So he's so electrocuted 14, and four points. Yeah, he's electrocuted and uh, it just hits one target. It works differently than your, your your fire aura, right? Right. So this strikes one target. Okay. So he also now is being electrocuted, and you, you can smell boiling skin and flesh as he suffocates and boils <laughs> under the sheer force of your uh, strength. Um, and the, re- the rest, <laughs> the dwarves pause for a moment as they witness the horror, and they even hurriedly start like loading <laughs> loading shells into their guns and, and uh, start to take aim. So move, um, attack, uh, move bonus, attack, bonus, and free action, bring around the shield. Oh, you still have your uh, beholder tooth shield. All right, yeah. bring around the shields up. Uh, but you can't you can't do anything like it. There's a, an action for it. It's just you know your AC is going to be what it is. Right, my okay. AC is plus two. Yeah. Okay, um, Stanley, you witness <laughs> this madness before you. Uh, how far away is the dwarf running for the motorcycle, and how far away is the motorcycle? Uh, motorcycle's about 200 feet out, and the guy running for it's about 120 feet away from you. All right, I'm going to, uh, mutter, to my feet se- down. Uh, mutter to myself so much for not engaging right away, and I'm going to point my two fingers out at the dwarf running for the motorcycle and I'm going to fire an Eldritch Blast at him. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what this does. Uh, it is... This is uh, this is something you, you earned from your... Katobal Praith Bargain magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eldritch Blast. This is so, one action. I... A beam of crackling energy streaks towards a creature. Okay. 
Uh, so that is going to be a 24 to hit. Okay, uh, you, you hit him with it. All right. That is going to be five damage to him. Yeah. And uh, five force damage, I should say. Okay. And what does the energy look like? So uh, when Stanley extends his hands, it gets dark, almost like the light is just being pulled out of the room briefly. And then there's just a instant white hot flash of light that you don't even see travel. It's just like it's there and then it's gone like a lightning strike. And you just hear a loud crack. Okay. Um, so so it hits him and it, it, his, his arms stretch out wide and his legs stretch out wide as it lifts him into the air and drops him into the sand. And then he still continues. He's like climbing, grabbing the sand, trying to like get back up and, and, and still trying to move. Um, but you've, you've, hit, you've hit him square in the back. Uh, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to throw my sword out. Uh, I'm guessing that there's somebody that's within 30 feet, right? Um, where are you still on the dragon's back or are you dropping yeah, off? Yeah, I'm still on the dragon's back. Um, yeah, there's no one really within. The one guy that was close enough, uh, uh, Varel took him out for 30 feet. Okay. So 20 feet here. I'll just have the sword in my hand then. Okay, uh, very good. Um, uh, until, you know, maybe Nash moves closer, right? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so uh, the four dwarves disappear. Uh, on the left is the dwarves' turn to go. Um, so the four dwarves disappear into the room and immediately start pulling out this, this trolley. And you see it's on these wooden wheels and there's this giant Gatling gun that's on top of it that they start wheeling out of the side. One of them, as they're pulling it, one of them jumps on top and starts feeding bullets into it right away. And as it just, it's enough in the room that it can fire at things in the room. Uh, another dwarf jumps on top and starts crank, starts cranking it up. And then the two dwarfs start moving it to face the rest of you. And they start feeding bullets into it. And, and dwarfs like hurriedly like chugging this crank that's on the side and it starts to spin up and it's just waiting for the bullets to drop in. Uh, the four dwarf or the six remaining dwarves in front of you uh, still in their panic mode, um, ignore Varel and take, you know, load up their guns and take their shots at uh, the dragon. What's your AC, uh, Scott? In, uh, dragon form? in dragon form, it is 17 natural armor. Seven, 17, wow. That's what it good. says. AC 17 natural. Okay. So I'm rolling 6d20. For all the shots being fired. Plus... Okay, so they take a bunch of shots. Three of them shoot wide. You, see, you know, you can you can hear the 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 rock as like they, they it connects with the rock and makes these little bursts in the rock wall. Two of them hit your scales, and you feel nothing. You feel power. They're like little pebbles being tossed at your scales. One of them, though, hits you right in the gum, where you're like, you're like, ah! And then the bullet just sinks in there, and it's painful. Um, it's actually a critical hit on you. What? Uh, Damn it. It's like I'm a Death Star. I got a gum in the way. That's an easy thing to shoot. So you're actually, it, it shoots, it connects in and inside, and it's just like, ah! It really hurts. You take 29 points of damage. Oh, my God. From Whoa! Shot. 
29? Well, what do I have? I rolled a critical hit. I rolled double damage dice on a rifle. It's, it's a lot of damage. Lord. To the I dentist. mean, you did just shrug off two other ones with your hide, but one one made it through. I need you to just thirty three hit points. I probably just need to write this down because. Yeah, I'll keep track of it for you for now. So okay. you have thirty three hit points. Yeah, because I don't you have. have to... So you've taken twenty nine points, which is a savage amount of damage. Yeah, well, it would. You're it, left with four in dragon form. It would have killed me in human form. Yeah, I'd me be, too. Yeah, I'd be on the guns. Dead. A critical hit with a gun, not a. There's 2d10, right? For yeah. rifle? Yeah. Pretty sure? Yep. Oof, that uh, sucks. Good, good rules all around on my part. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then uh, Scrolly also uh, starts to run uh, toward to take cover behind Bessie, uh, which is what, you know, it's the Gatling gun that the other four doors have gone to get. Okay, that's everything. Um, uh, now it is the Hopester. All right, I'm going to say, bro, wait! And then I'll get pulled down because we're still tied together from the rope. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, so you pull, so you get, you're pulled off. off. The dragon. You're pulled off the dragon, and you're gonna take some fall damage. Mm-hmm. I will have let go. I'm glad. Thank you for remembering. Well, you Thank weren't you. tied, so I yeah, I were... had it in yeah, my hand. You were let so go, but like... <laughs> hope went flying off after. <laughs> That's uh, take 13 points of fall damage as you hit the ground. Behind Varelm, uh, <laughs> you're prone on the ground uh, with a bunch of dust in your mouth from just eating <laughs> the floor. And uh, yeah, but you're not, it's now your turn. All right, well, I'll reach for my machete and I'll grab the rope and cut in front of me to see if I can cut okay. myself away from the, the lizard man that's charging. Two items, so that's your action for the turn. Yes. All right, um, I would propose a. Is it one swoop, like, or is it it's like a cut? Because I would oh, say, oh yeah, this I'm is just a... gonna hack down and see if one. All right, one... Uh, athletic. Let's uh, do an athletics check. All right. Uh, Actually, make it 12. a survival. It's like hacking away something. Let's do survival on this one. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, with modifiers. Yes. Okay. With 12, the modifiers. I think it's good enough. Uh, uh, actually, okay. Roll damage dice now, please. Alrighty. Nine. Okay, so you cut the rope, and um, it's still tied to you, but you're now separated from Varel. Okay, cool. And you then know, that's got, my turn. And you've you've, st- you've stood up, so you have half your movement left and a bonus action. Oh, sweet! So if I have half my movement left, I'm gonna see if there's a rock nearby. Is there something a structure to hide behind? Um, there are a few like um, within range. There's a there's a pile of like, like no man's sky pile of like. Ferrite. That <laughs> 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 you can you can sort of hide behind. Let's say it's it's iron. It's it's unrefined rocks that they've they've hauled up here that are just being stored on like a large cement pallet. I need awesome, that to restore awesome. my so terrain. Still trying to get my balance. Clamor over okay. to behind the uh, that pile and put my back to it and get ready for okay. my next turn. Perfect. Nash, you're up. Okay. You a massive sore on your in your in your yeah in your gums. I'm super pissed. You're flying overhead, about twenty feet off the ground. Your form large and imposing as you look down, like it's an RTS. Um, little dwarves. I want to breathe acid fire. Hold on, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? It's called acid breath, but it is in the shape of fire. It's just acetic. 
Right. And the dragon exhales acid in a 15-foot line that is five feet wide, and each creature in that line must make a dex throw or take uh, 5d8 acid damage. 22 is the average. Okay. That's for DMs. You'd roll 5d8 acid damage. Okay, and will I, can I do this in a way that's also hitting the, the what's her name? What's the name of the gun? Myrtle or whatever you said? What is it? Uh, Bessie. 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 It's a 15-foot line. Bessie's about 30 feet off to the side, so you either go after Bessie or you go after the pile of dwarves shooting at you. Pile of dwarves shooting at me, the little shitheads. All right, so they're they're sort of in a line facing you, so you'd have to, but you can you can fly up to 60 feet. Your movement while flying is 60 feet, not 30 feet. Okay, so then for my, move. for my so movement, you can, I want to do that. I want to get it within range. You can. I, what I would suggest is you're going to fly to the right side of the room so that they're in a line, and then you can shoot. You can hit three of them in a 15 foot. Yes, that's what line. I would like to do. Okay, so Stanley's along for the ride. He's here. Whoa! Now he shrunk down back to his normal size. The enlarged spell is over, uh, but you're still able. It's only you that's on him, so you're still able to ride on top of him. Okay. Okay. Right. So you yeah, got so your sword out. Along for the ride. <laughs> And your sword, a movable your... rod, and ha- like ripped up whatever I don't, a sword in hand and a movable rod in hand. You oh, and, and and the dragon flies, and Ash the dragon flies to one side of the room, and you open your mouth, and a giant green yellow fire just spits down, oily. Um, so it's a deck save for the three dwarves. Okay. So let me do that first. Okay. All right, and one of them saves, which means they're only going to take half damage. The other two take 5d8 damage. 5d8. So you're going to have to roll 5d8 for each of them. Okay, for the first one, 20, yep. 27. Yep. For okay. the second one, 24. Mm-hmm, the third one? Third one, 25. Jeez. Okay, so that one's halved. All right, and um, the last one. It's nine. only three. It's only three you're hitting. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, that's it then. If it's, it's a fifteen foot five by five, five by if you think look think of it on, on a map, it'd be three squares, right, in a line. Okay. 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 Um. So twenty-five. Oh, twelve point five. Okay, that's um. So you you breathe down, uh, hot fire, and it covered douses them immediately. They're on fire with this pink flame. It's acetic, and their features just melt from their face as they start to yell, ah, but their face melts over their mouth, and it just becomes bubbles. Each of them in their mouths have these bubbles of flesh as they melt, and then their legs melt, and so they can't even run, and they just have these stumps that they're running in flesh in place, and all three of them just burn. Uh, they don't even scream. The guy who's suffocating that Burrell broke, he's still going. He's like, ah, and these guys cannot scream. They just melt into pile, into puddles of of dwarf flesh. They're sort of stumpy shaped humanoids now that are on green fire. Good, you ratty little pieces of garbage poop. Freaking hate they those guys. Yes, they did. <laughs> Take that. Uh, so that's a, that's some of your move. I'd say about, that took up about 40 feet of your move. And that's your action. I'm staying there. Okay. Unless, well. Cool. Yeah. No, can, can my final action be asking stanley where he wants me to go or where he wants yeah, yeah. to be you can do, do, do a little quick little rp stanley yeah. where where are you within 60 feet of the gun you got it okay all right and you start flying towards it and you can reach it six you're within about 60 feet of the gun now okay all right for your turn 
uh, three dwarves. You just crash landed on one dwarf, disintegrating its chest, and you watch three dwarves melt in front of you. The heat is caressing your face. The acetic, stingy heat. Where's the leader? Um, he's running towards the gun to hide. He's about uh, if, he's about thirty feet up from you. Okay. Uh, have we seen a Gatling gun before? Um, you might not have. Uh, there are machines. There are vehicles. It definitely looks like a gun. I mean, Hope might have known it. I don't. I don't know. That's, okay. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd identify what that's up to. So I'm going to go after uh, the leader. Yeah. Okay. So I will. So you Can I get to it? in one move action? Um. So you are going to run by one of the dwarves in order to do it. He will get an opportunity attack on you as you run by. That's fine. Okay. Is it with advantage because <laughs> you're raging? Uh, I have not reckless attacked. So... Okay, so no advantage. And your AC is like 16, 17? 16. Right? Yeah. So, okay, so as you run by, he goes to try and trip you. Uh, he just sort of sees you and instinctively he's like, tries to trip and push you, um, but he's you're, you're too fast. You just run right past him and he does it behind you as, as you're, you leave your blur <laughs> of speed behind him. You catch up and he, you're like running and Scrolly is running and you're sort of loot your shadows over top of him as you're behind him and you're within range to to strike. Awesome. I'm going to tackle grap or well, I don't I don't want I want to grapple him. I want to keep him standing up. So from behind I just want to grab him and kind of pull him so he's, you know, like a like a snake across my chest. Okay. Stretched out. Cool. Grapple contest then. Cool. Advantage for the strength. 23. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> you grab him just that way both hands you give him a, like a sort of a hug that you stretch him out over yourself like a and he's you know four to four four and a half feet tall so you lift him up and you've just got him and you pin him uh, to your body and he, he struggles his hands and feet are kicking he struggles to run he's like Aah! panic and fear in his face uh, you can feel it even though you can't see it because you have him facing outward from him and with him grappled, I will say again, left to die, and then lightning strike against him. Okay. He gets the dexterity check, uh, but dexterity. with disadvantage because he is. What would grap grappling confers status? Sorry. <laughs> People's uh, speed is zero. Can't benefit from bonus movement. Okay. No. Just okay. Uh, is a 14 safe? Uh, it does, I believe. Let me double check. My... Oh, you know what? That was my last roll. I didn't actually roll. Sorry. It was for the other contest. Does a 13 save? Is equal to 8 plus your proficiency, so 10 plus your constitution. Thir- so 13. So we're good. He, he saved then. He hit the oh. target. It's a DC 13. Oh, because it goes both ways. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm right. a DC yeah. 13. Yeah. If, you, if something's a DC 13, you roll 13, you're safe. So, cool. The light, you, you try and imbue him with lightning in his constitution. He's stronger than you thought. So and he takes half dwarf. damage for one. Okay. He's like, <laughs> he tries to <laughs> escape. They've <laughs> <laughs> been getting electrocuted, everyone. It's fun. Um, all right, uh, Stanley. All right. You're on a dragon. It's coasting in, uh, ready to do a bo- its bombing run on the on Bessie, and you're there above on top of Nash. Time to show you all another little trick I learned from Katobal Praith. I am going to target the area that Bessie is in, 
and I'm going to summon forth a bonfire in that space. Oof. It consumes the entire five-foot space. It's just created. Nice. If there's anything that's a creature, they can make a deck save to get out of it. But anything that's flammable burns. So if you're creating a bonfire... Uh-huh. Magical bonfire. Okay. On Bessie? Yeah. Or on he said it has five a wooden, foot space. You said it has a wooden base, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's burn uh, it. So you create a bonfire on the space where Bessie is in this large five by five foot bonfire just from nothing begins uh flaming and immediately sets the wood on on the the trolley that's being pushed out on on fire. Uh, the dwarves, uh, the dwarf, dwarf, dwarves are like just real back in shock. Was like, oh, why? And they just that fire just appeared there, but they're still frantically trying to get the gun to operate and withstand the fire. Like one of them grabs their sleeve and covers their mouth as they as they continue to try and do it. The wood's not completely going to burn in the six seconds, but it is on fire now. Um, is anybody within thirty feet of? Uh, the nearest guy who was rolling it, he's close enough to hit with something. Well, let's hit him. I'm going to throw out uh, Diplomacy and say Parlay and send it to go stab that fellow. Make your attack roll. That's going to be a 17 to hit. Okay, damage dice. Ten damage to him. <clears throat> okay, you send the sword out, and it flies down and pierces, uh, pokes right in. Where did you aim for? What's the? Um, what was he doing? <laughs> what he was, was what was he up to? He was moving the trolley to face uh, the dragon. Let's go right for the knee. Okay, so it stabs right in his knee <laughs> and sinks into the ground, pinning him into the into the ground. And he, he yells at a "Oi, oi!" No, that's no fat. <laughs> uh, that'll be uh, that'll be it for my turn. All right. Um, and so uh, the remaining how many dwarves down here? Okay. So again, the remaining dwarves have been tracking you uh, that were near Vorel. Um, the lineup. There's three remaining. They again take shots at the dragon as they continue trying desperately to down the dragon. Okay. Um, sorry, your AC was 17, right? Mine, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, shit. Did you just kill me? Bo uh -oh. has, has realized he has made this encounter too hard. Okay, so you take... Um, sorry. Just one second. I have four life left. Okay. So you take uh, two shots, connect, hits you one in your ear. You're like, ah, it hurts. It's <laughs> like bullet piercing your ear. And the shell just like, you just feel it. And another one smacks you in the eyeball. And he's like, ah, <laughs> and it hurts. And you take 24 points of damage. Holy shit. Now um, you have four remaining. So that brings you to zero in dragon form. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now that's 20 carried over to your human form. You still have all your hit points from your human form. How many hit points do you have left in human form? Uh, human form currently 25 of 34. Okay, so you go to... Ah, you let go, and, and you have just enough time 
to fly down to the ground so that you don't fall, knowing, and your form starts, you start to ah, revert back into human form, and you and Stanley both hit the ground and sort of roll as he falls off of you. Uh, you don't take any damage, but you're prone. Um, you, we've taken the 20 damage from the bullet shots, but your your human form is um, bruised up, but okay, you don't have like bullet marks in your human body, just like these little cuts and scars. You do if you take twenty points of damage and have one. That means you have one hit point remaining. If you have twenty one, yeah. No way. I twenty. Got, so hold on, twenty five. Sorry, so I have four left. Okay, so you have four hit points remaining. So so you're you're prone on the ground and you just like you sort of fall into a sitting position, a little bit of a sitting position, like you know. And Stanley hits the ground and he's you know no one's like knocked unconscious. Uh, no one takes fall damage, but you hit the ground and tumble. Um, Bessie gets turned around. Uh, it is on fire. The bullets start to feed in, and the one dwarf desperately, even though his clothing's starting to get caught on fire, he starts spraying out bullets in the direction where the dragon was. Fortunately, you're no longer there, and the bullets now just loud echoing as the, the, the bullets hit the ceiling and burst rock, and rock tumbles down and creates this sort of column of, of dust and smoke as it fires up into the air, and the bullet guy's like, and the, guy, the guy's feeding the bullets. Um, uh, that's uh, Squirrely tries to break his grasp from Varel, so it's going to be a grapple contest. Cool. He's going to use his dexterity. Twenty, not natural. Okay. Um, so he doesn't break free from you. Uh, last little bit is you do suffer exhaustion now that your dragon form has ended. So I need you to roll one d four, please, Nash Magrid. Oh me. Okay. Yeah. 1d4? Yeah, yes, please. Okay. For you, the lower the roll, the better. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what'd you roll? A four. Okay. You suffered the maximum amount of exhaustion possible. Shit balls. Um, so this means you have disadvantage in all ability checks. Your speed is halved. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, and your hit point maximum is halved. So you. Your maximum is halved. So you still have four hit points, but your maximum is halved. Temporarily, so don't go changing anything too much. But you have to rest. You need a long rest now. To so I'm at four hit points right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But your maximum, what's your normal maximum? 34. So it's half that now. So what's that? Fifth, uh, it's 17. 17 so half. just make a little, yeah. Just say we're at, you're at exhaustion level four. Okay. Okay. All right. That's the dwarves. Hope it's your turn. All right, I'm hiding behind something. So the Gatling gun is going. Uh, the dwarves with the rifles, are they closer to me than the Gatling gun is? Yeah, yeah, they're the closest. The three dwarves that just uh, took out uh, Dragon Form Nash are okay, cool. um, within, within, about, feet? within about 30 feet of me. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll look around. Is there more cover but closer? Uh, no, going out to attack them would leave you into the open room. Okay, cool. Since they're in within 30 feet, I'll stay by my cover and I'll aim my shotgun at the closest dwarf with a rifle. Sounds uh, good. With a 13. Okay, it's a hit. Roll your damage dice. 13 damage. Okay, so you, you take out your shotgun, take a moment, deep breath, let out a shot. They're not paying attention to you. So you, your bullet just smacks it right in the back of the head. You feel it connect, and you see a splat come out the other side. Although you can't see its face, you know, it no longer has a face. It falls to its knees, 
and falls forward immediately dead. Sweet. I'll nod to myself, get back behind cover, and start reloading for the next go. All right. Uh, Nash, your turn. Okay, I'm laying You're, you're, you're sitting on the ground, like, semi-prone, and just, like, like leaning, like, as if on a beach. <laughs> just, <laughs> you fell, but, you you know, you have, you're prone, uh, but not, like, lying down. There's uh, you, have, you have your wits about you, I guess, is what I would say. Okay. Can, what kind of range am I from the nearest... You're, you're about 15 feet away from Bessie, which is firing up into the ceiling, and the dwarves, the four dwarves are working on trying to correct its aim. Um, there are now two dwarves behind you, as well as Varel's behind you with Scrolly in his arms. Okay. I'm going to... One of the dwarves has um, diplomacy pinning his knee into the ground on Bessie, by the way. Oh, he does. Yeah. Um... Okay, I want to. Fi- I'm going to firebolt with all my disadvantages <laughs> at mm-hmm. the closest dwarf. Okay. Let's see if I can't cause um, some damage. Yeah. Uh, so. Second. 17 to hit. 17 to hit? Okay. Um, it's a hit. Okay. And damage my dice. damage dice. I always forget. 1d10. Well, that's with disadvantage. i got to roll again, right? Uh, you have to roll two two times to take the lowest roll for your attack roll. Of the attack roll. Yeah, I didn't do that. Sorry. Oh. So, I guess so 10. What was the first one? I forgot what I gave it. 17, you said. You okay. said you rolled 7. So, I don't know what you rolled, but it was 17. Okay, 10 is my, is my lower one. All right, this one misses. Okay, that's what I was afraid of. Firebolt misses. All right. Um, is there anywhere? Is there any cover where I can uh, crawl to, or anything around me? Um, you're you're wide out in the open. The only cover is Bessie itself near you, and there's four dwarves on it. So it's also on fire. Uh, yeah, it's on fire. There's a bonfire raging in, in part of it. Um, Home of smoke. Do they roll their savings at the end of their turn, or or at the start of your turn? Who for for the for bonfire the for people? There's only it. a saving throw if they're in the spot with it. Okay. I assume you did it on one of the guys. That's what I'm asking, because they should have probably rolled. No, the goal was to set the thing on fire. Okay. Yeah, I I wasn't aiming for a dwarf. My thought was burn the wooden base and they can't turn it, or maybe set the bullets to where they aren't firing because they're on fire. That was kind of the goal. Yeah. Okay. I would like to do a deception. On fire. Can I do an action that's a deception? Um, Well, you did an action. That was your firebolt. So I can't do a deception roll. Not unless you have a feature that grants you a bonus action. It, it doesn't, especially in this case. Um, all right, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna fall flat on my face and hope that <laughs> that they think they think that means I'm dead. I'm gonna play dead. Okay. All right. You play dead. You. Look, I'm gonna you, go you spread I'm, out, face down. I'm gonna be like a blood elf male. I'm gonna go arr, arr, and fall <laughs> on my face. Okay. Very good. Well, your turn. Have I seen this? It's where am I in relation to everything else? Um, yeah, the the dragon falling and Stanley and Nash and Bessie are in your eye range. You you run past the line of dwarves, picked him up, and he was running towards Bessie. So all the all everything is happening before you um, in your field of view. Okay, and where's the hole in relation to this? The hole you flew out of? Yeah. 
It's uh, about 120 to 150 feet back the other way. Through the, through oh, the doors okay. with the rifles. The way's out. Okay, alright, alright. So, I'm going to... I would like to, so I got him in my arms. I just want to, like, basically just fall over on my knees with him below me, just screaming, you killed Nash, and just start wailing on him as hard okay. as I can. I like right, this, get... helping my deception. This is good. I mean, do, you, do you spin him around to face you, or do you put him face first into the dirt? Uh, so I've got, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. So I, I totally just kind of, so I've got him face outwards when we shocked him. So we're just going to go down together, and I'm just going to take the back, grab him by the hair, and just start slamming that skull under the ground, screaming, you killed Nash. Okay, roll with advantage. You killed Nash! <laughs> eh, it's not great. <laughs> you, you have advantage, though. Yeah, I rolled both. It's a three and a five, so 11 oh. is the best roll. Uh, okay. Um, so you, you, you get down on your knees, you go to push him down into the dirt um, and, and he resists uh, you go to make the attack and his, like, his neck stiffens up so stiff you go to put him in the ground and it just stops right before he hits the ground you go to do it again this is like, and he's fighting and holding on with everything he has as he try and smash his uh, head into the dirt uh, he resists it uh, cool his, his dwarven muscles rippling underneath you you can tell this is a, this is a strong lad then I'm going to use my bonus action, not for the shock, but for the Hungry Jaws bite. Okay. Which is a 19. <laughs> you won't go down, will you? <laughs> a 19. Okay, well, you definitely have bitten him. Cool. I bite him for six. Okay, oh. so you, you, you extend your mouth open and clamp. Where are you biting him? I would like to bite him on the side of the neck so I can kind of keep my grapple on him. Okay, uh, you bite down, teeth sinking into his, and fresh blood juice pouring forth from his flesh as you bite down and have him firmly in your jaw grip. I can't, are you cool? He lets out a scream. He's like, oh! oh, 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 oh F, F you! <laughs> All right. Um, okay, uh, Stanley, your turn. All right. Uh, the dwarf with diplomacy in his knee. Is he still within 30 feet of me? Yes. You are prone. Oh, I'm prone. Okay, well, I'll you stand up. You'll be able to reach him because it uses half your movement. Uh, yeah. You are within 30 feet. Okay. I'm just making sure to see if diplomacy is still usable or if it has just become a sword. Nope, it's uh, still usable. Well, let's do this. This should be fun. I'm going to cast Heat Metal on Diplomacy's Blade. Oh, All right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're doing because this is the first time we're using this that's cool Choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon or suit or of heavy armor or medium metal armor that you can see you cause the object to glow red hot any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell until the spell ends you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again it's a concentration spell no it is it is Yes. Do I see that somewhere? I think the concentration is if I decide to keep it going, though. It doesn't have a concentration tag. Oh, it does. It okay, does. I see it. Yeah. it does. It does. Pardon me. 
I think the concentration um, is to maintain the effect, though. But I don't. If know. a creature is holding or wearing the object, the creature must succeed on a con save to throw or drop the object if it can. It has disadvantage on the next ability. Check some attack rolls until the start of your next turn. Wow, it's pretty formidable little spell you got there. Thank you. So you, you're going to cast Heat Metal? Yeah. Uh, it has verbal, somatic, and material, which you don't need materials because you have your megaphone. You got to touch that, but what do you say some magic words? Do you make a magic symbol with it? What's it doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I pull out the megaphone and I shout magic words that I will determine later and make the sword glow red hot. Okay, so uh, very immediately it begins, like, suddenly. Like, it doesn't take any time at all. It's instantly red hot and smoking, and you can hear flesh cooking because it's in his knee. Uh, roll your fire damage. That is nine damage to him. Okay, um, so it basically uh, very quickly cooks its flesh and just melts out and hits the ground. Uh, still red hot, and he just he lets out a howl. He goes, Ooh! He lets go of what he's doing. He's like, Ooh! And the blood just, like, it's like his leg bone falls out from, because it basically decapitates uh, his leg, and it's all, <laughs> and it's cooked. So it's all hot, and the, his bone just slides out, uh, and it's steaming. It smells delicious, Morel. Uh, it's steaming. It's <laughs> And he just loses consciousness right there. His leg is like fr- frying <laughs> with, with the bone out. There's a bone. <laughs> There's a, a bloody bone cooking in uh, on the um, on the ground. And uh, yeah, your sword is red hot. Uh, okay. This is a complicated question. Am I now within thirty feet of the next dwarf using Bessie, the one who's actually shooting it? Yeah, you can reach. You can reach another dwarf. Okay, we're going to send diplomacy into that guy's head if possible. Okay. Oh, red hot too. Does it take does he take 2d8 damage? No. So, well, any I mean, creature in physical contact with object takes 2d8 fire damage. But it's only like a flash fire. of it, I think. Like I think the idea is that it glows instantaneously super hot and then immediately cools. You can use a bonus action issue. Well, let's see if you get it in his head first of all. So let's do that. I think that'll get it. Uh, that's going to be, I think, 13 plus 7, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like 20, so it's yeah. a hit. Roll your damage dice for the weapon. Uh, that's going to be 7 damage. I mean, if it's a concentration spell, so long as you're concentrating on it, the metal's hot. I suppose you can cool it and heat it at will. Um, but I assume it's still hot, so it's going to take the fire damage too. That's my assumption. Okay. Uh, if that is the case, and I'm concentrating on it though, the bonfire goes. Out. Oh, it just extinguishes since you cast mm-hmm. a different. That's a that's a concentration spell too. It is. Okay. Perfect. Then thank you for. Although I don't know if stuff that was flammable would remain on stuff fire. stuff that's on but... fire remains on fire. There's just no raging bonfire anymore. Okay. All right, so I just need to roll again for the fire damage. Yep, 2d8, right? Yep. That's 11 damage. Okay. <laughs> so the sword enters. Is it the front of the face, the side of the face? The side. The I head? figure he's looking and shooting, and it just goes thunk right into the side. Okay, so the sword quickly pierces metal, cooks bone as it slices in through the head and out the other side like a giant sandwich skewer just like 
and steam billows forth from either side of where the exit is. And you sink it in. I assume it stays in. And his head is steaming. And there's just his look. He doesn't even have enough time to live to let out a scream. His face just... <laughs> just falls over with the sword in it. And his head is cooking. There's a boiling head now on the ground uh, as he falls over. Is this one of the... This is the other dwarf moving the trolley. So the trolley's no longer being moved around. Uh, he just... is He's dead. It's just... It's so... What's horrific about this is that it's so sudden... There's no scream, there's no pain, there's no life flashing before his eye, and that his head is cooking. Wow. Yeah. It's just this is boiling like soup coming like brain soup coming out the sides of his head. Uh, all right. So, so the, the the two dwarves that are firing the gun, uh it's now the dwarves turn. Um <clears throat> unless you wanted to move somewhere, we didn't clear your movement, sorry. Uh there's no cover besides Bessie itself. No cover. Um, so yeah, I think I just stay where I am. Yeah, I feel pretty powerful right now, don't you? No. <laughs> you just cook two guys. I feel more powerful <laughs> if I... cooking would... stick. Maybe when we're not grossly outnumbered. It made dwarven stir-fry just now. Um, all right, so uh, the, dwar- the two dwarves remaining attempt to grab control of the gun and move it. One guy, he's on fire. He's going to take... Um, what's the fire damage from the bonfire? The con it save? is 1d8. All right. Uh, it's a, oh yeah. Well, it's All a right, deck so, save normally, but it's one d eight. All right. So so um, he takes roll the d eight for me, please. Five. All right. So his clothes start to go up in flame. He he's like ah, and he stops pumping the gun. He lets go of the handle. The hand the handle's still spinning on its own. There's still some velocity left in it as he just lets go of it, and he starts uh he. he doesn't know what to do. He just looks around in shock. He's on fire. He's trying to put himself out. Ah, ah, he's on fire. And the other guy feeding the bullets, you know, looks on in horror and then picks up his own gun and takes aim. He looks for whoever's been melting his buddy's head, sees you sitting in the dirt, uh, and takes aim with his gun at you, Stanley. Um, does a 17 hit? That hits. Okay. These dice, I shouldn't know where they are. I've been killing everybody with them. Uh, you take 11 points of damage as the bullet just glances into your shoulder and, and you take a bullet right in the shoulder. Um, yeah, it shoots you, very, it, it, and he just looks through the smoke, takes takes aim, fires at you. Um, the two dwarves that are remaining see their buddy on the right fall down and realize that someone's behind them and immediately run to take cover uh, on the same thing, on the same pile of rocks that you are, uh, Hope, but on the other side. And then one of them looks over and tries to take a shot at you, um, but you're behind uh, You're behind cover, so you do get the benefit of cover, so AC plus 5 would for you would be... Oh, 21. Okay, so the shot misses. Um, just, you, see, you feel a bullet boom, as it hits the side corner. Okay, uh, um, Scrolly's going to try and again release himself from your grip, Varel. Okay. Uh, can you make a can we make a contest? Twenty five. Okay, you still have him gripped in your teeth as he tries to struggle free. You can feel flesh tearing. Um, hope it's your turn. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna back up around the the cover so that I'm facing the two on the ground, and I'll be far enough away so that I don't take any kind of negative effect to my range weapon, my shotgun. 
Okay. And I'm gonna shoot one uh shoot at the first one in the face with an 18. Okay, so you're running out to try and negate the cover. Is that did I understand that correctly? Yeah, so here's the cover. I'm gonna they, they have cover too now, right? I'm gonna come around to where they you're are. You're gonna come around. Okay, he's yeah. just gonna run right up. Gotcha. Okay, 18. It's a hit. All right, and that's gonna do 16 damage. Okay, so you run you run up uh, along the side, uh, you crest the corner, you see him there having just taken a shot, and the look of horror and fear on his eyes as you bring up your shotgun. Where do you shoot him? I shoot him right between the eyes, and I say good night. You put a bullet right between his eyes, and a big hole sinks into the front, and it's clean. Doesn't break anything, just a hole. Just the bullet goes. You watch it in this in an instant sink into his head, come out the other side. Wait, aren't oh, they? Yeah. Isn't it and like shot? Gonna... It's got it's it's a whole bunch of little bullets, right? Like little BBs. Uh, she doesn't use pellets; she uses buckshots. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a savage. bullet, it's, but it's right. so it's. I, I don't know if you've seen them. They're like the shotgun, you know, the red shotgun shells that spread. My dad showed me this a long time ago. Yeah, you can buy buckshot. They're good for bears. They, it, the bullet doesn't split. It oh. just shoots a big, thick mf or bullet <laughs> into something. <laughs> just a big, big old bullet. And that's what Actually, she's using. Tremors. That's didn't, awesome. didn't Paul Gross and Tremors have like an elephant gun? He just had these had giant bullets. Do you remember that? Well, which tremors? of the six tremors do you mean? The first mm-hmm. one, oh, obviously. Okay. <laughs> the good one. I, see. Yeah, I think he had an, the elephant gun. The elephant, again, it's just a big. There, make a gift. <laughs> it's a big bullet. It's like a slug, <laughs> then, like a big my slug. Huge a, call, uh, my dad called it a buckshot. I don't know if there's other terms for it, but it's yeah. just. It doesn't, because like you use the spread ones for like um, wild turkey and and, mm-hmm. and pigeon, not pigeon hunting, something else. What is it? Partridge. You hunt partridge. Only in pear trees. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, anyways, the buckshot enters into his head and just bloop, sinks in. Video games don't really, whenever they do shotgun, they always do spread shells, but shotguns can totally just shoot. Sure. I love it. She's even cooler um, now awesome. than I thought. I'll activate the second wind here. And I'll stand there calmly, load up my gun again, and take the sh- take a shot at the remaining door. Sav, you do it calmly. Oh yeah, just there's like, no yeah. rush. <laughs> the dwarf uh, just looks at you, trying to bring up his gun quicker than you, but somehow also mesmerized as you calmly put the bullet in, standing right in front of him, and fire again. All right, attack. Yep, roll. Uh, thirteen. Okay, roll the damage dice. Once again, sixteen damage. Okay, and then yeah, just as cleanly as you did the last one, you bring up your, you reload the gun, put the buckshot shell into it, take aim, and he tries to bring it up fast enough, but he's just, he's just not fast. And you see the look in his eyes, realizing that he isn't as fast as you, and his life is about to end. And there's almost a look of begging and pity as you bring up the gun, like from him, you know, like not maybe to you, but maybe to 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 someone in life, some. Some some vulnerability and sadness as you bring up the gun and put the bullet in, which ends his life. And to him, I'll say, say hello to Katobo Parade for me. <laughs> and then I still that look of sadness remains on his face as he falls over with the hole in his head. Spit on life. the ground, weakling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nash, it's your turn. <laughs> wow, that's savage. <laughs> so Nash who's who's left? On the... Uh, the only one remaining was the guy loading the bullets and Scrolly, who Varel has under control. And the guy loading the not the guy loading the bullets. No, there's the guy load who's loading the bullets who decided to shoot at Stanley. There's the guy on fire who was using the crank who's trying to put himself out. Yeah. 
and there's Scrolly left. Oh, and you hear the sound of a motorcycle as the guy who initially uh, got Eldritch blasted makes it to the motorcycle and starts driving off and as he careens out the exit of the mine and into the desert. Okay. Um, I need. I would like to keep up the appearance that I'm... I don't need to draw any attention to myself. I'm going to stay looking dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You're faced. Now you can roll your... Um, your deception roll if you like. Or well, survival. I could do a deception. Well, my deception, deception was to make survival. them... The deception and survival thing, or any of it, it was just to make them think I was dead. I mean, they're out now outnumbered. You outnumber the enemy now. Yeah, but I don't have anything if one of them takes a shot at me. And I'm in the open. I don't want to die. Um... Uh... Oh, what the hell? No, that's no good. I'm going to stay where I'm at. I'm not doing anything. Varel, <laughs> uh, it's your turn. Corpse. Yeah, I'm just going to be dead. It's your turn, Varel. With, uh, with my teeth in him, I will do my lightning shock. So roll your roll your dodge. Uh, that was 11. No. Cool. Six points of lightning damage. Okay. And he'll, right there, like, in his ear, you know, kind of pull back my head, swallow it, get my temporary hit points, and continue my grapple and just start whispering, down the hole, down the hole, and start walking towards it and dragging him that way. Okay, so you can drag him about 30 feet, I think. Cool. Use an action? No, it was a bonus action. Yeah, bonus action for the lightning blast. So I will do full movement dragging him. Full movement, and you can use your action to double it, and you can, you know, rush with him in your, you know, you can grapple him and run with him. You can carry him, no problem. Cool. Then so you, yeah. make, you make it 60 feet closer to the hole. Excellent. All right. Um, Stanley, your turn. Great. Varel's got Scrolly under control, it looks like. So the only two remaining dwarves are the ones uh, by Bessie. Bessie's uh, still firing into the air. Slower. It's slowing down as the crank slows down and meets resistance, but it's still firing. I am. How far away is Bessie from me? Uh, it's about 30, like, the, it's close. It's an extra five feet, and you can get to it. I'm going to use feet. Mage Hand to aim Bessie at one of the dwarves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love okay. it. I love it. Taste your own medicine. <laughs> the one that shot me, preferably. I love it. We don't it. hold grudges here. Okay. Um, yeah, you can use it to manipulate it. Okay, so this is an action. So you use the hand to push. Um, you don't have to make any rolls to accomplish this because no one's controlling it at the moment. Um, the one on fire or the one that fired at you? Ideally the one that shot me because this is a brutal death and I think they deserve it. Okay, so if the, the hand flies out. There's this, this ghastly apparition of your hand. Like, I assume you can see this, right? Or is it invisible? Uh, I feel like it shimmers, you know, like Predator style. Okay. You know, it says a spectral floating hand appears. I mean, you can, we could say it's a little hard to see or whatever, but yeah. it's visible. So so it's just outside of range, just as it's about to dissipate because it moves out of range. Uh, it, it takes a little finger, goes tick, and the thing wheels around to the guy who just shot you, still going, dunk, dunk, and you just see his eyes widen in horror as one, two, three, four bullets just like boom, 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 just enter into his chest and make these giant holes, and he goes, Look of shock and horror, and he falls over onto the Gatling gun. Uh, ah, soon making the, this this yell, and his body start his body 
grafts. Uh, the Gatling gun like sort of sinks in a bit and then starts moving him, and he starts spinning around on the front of the Gatling gun as bullets <laughs> fly out. He's just like flying, and he dies instantly. And, and now there's a dwarf hanging, up, spinning slowly on the slowing down Gatling gun that eventually runs out of bullets because the guy's not feeding him bullets. And you just hear and then slows to a stop. And bonus action. Let's send old diplomacy into the dwarf on fire. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who are you sending it to? Uh, that's going to be a 20 to hit. Okay. Uh, where, where is it hitting him? Um, he's on fire. He's having a bad day. Uh, just chest. Just go for a heart shot at this point. Okay. It sinks into him like butter. It's so hot that it just, whatever it doesn't pierce with cutting, it melts and you hear the sizzle of steak frying as it cooks flesh and enters into him just silently and easily like 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 putting a tenderizer, not a temperature thermometer into like a turkey. It just like sinks into him, sinks back out and it doesn't bleed because it cooks, cooks it closed at both ends. But definitely all of his internal organs are not functioning. Uh, you should roll your damage dice just to, to make sure he's dead. Okay. Before I say too much more. Uh, I, I assume he's dead because he's already taken a lot of damage. Uh, seven you damage. The, you roll the fire damage too. It's. Uh, I, I don't think I can because it's a bonus action to send the sword and it would be a bonus action to continue the fire damage. Oh, that's and weird. I can't have but... two bonus yeah. actions. Okay, we'll have to look into that a little more because I just assume it's really hot, so it has the properties of doing extra damage. Like, why would it take a bonus? I looked into it before because these were questions I had, and the way they described it is when you're concentrating on it, the heat flares up, but it's just a magical flare. It doesn't hold that heat because it's magical. Once it flares, it's gone until you concentrate and cause it to <laughs> flare again. Because it's magical. Okay, yeah, because so it's magic. The- because <laughs> the short version is because magic, yeah. whatever. All right, so it doesn't do the 2d8 damage. Um, still kills him. He already was suffering from fire damage. So, And I still say it cooks him. <laughs> because that's so what we he want falls to over. Dwarves. He falls over dead. Is the fire right, still then. going? There's still a fire happening or no? No, the bonfire's not raging, but the Gatling gun is on fire. Okay. Um, the bullets are dangerously close to parts that are on fire, the bullet belts that's there. Um, so maybe something someone wants to look at. Uh, for now, combat is sort of over. Um, Varel has Scrolly uh, captive, so Varel, Varel whatever waits. you want to do with them. If we're free, we're I'm going to just him. mage hand the bullets a little ways away from the fire. Okay. You push the bullet, you push the bullets away with your mage hand to make sure they don't get caught in the fire. And eventually, the whole thing goes up in flame. Uh, okay, um, Varel, I hope is yells after you. Was there anything else? Yeah. Oh, I'm Varel. Wait. I need to hear something before you throw them down there. And I'm running. I'll turn to run and join them as well. Oh, wait, hold on. As I go past old, uh, he was very convincing. I thought he was dead. Uh, I will go <laughs> ahead and cast Cure Wounds at the second level on Nash Magard of the Solar Mines. Oh, man, thank goodness. Does that help exhaustion at all, or is that's a different spell? Right? I don't exhaustion. think so. Seven. Yeah, I'll still be exhausted. Uh, you get 12 hit points back. Oh, that's all right. That's a, that's reasonable. I don't feel so vulnerable now. 
That's good. Uh, Come on, we're doing something with a dwarf, and then I run past. <laughs> All right. So how many? Wait, how many more points? How many? Sorry. Twelve. Twelve. All right. Sixteen of thirty-four. Of seventeen. What? You're at half. Your hit point is half. Oh, right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the glass half full is, I'm almost full of hit points. Yeah, yeah. Woo! For what Definitely. I'm capable of. All right, as you guys run, you guys are a bit ways out. Hope is much closer. So, uh, Varel, I don't know how you're reacting to Hope's uh, calls for attention. Well, maintaining the grapple, and I'm, I'm still walking that direction. I just uh, turn with a growl, and he killed Nash. Yeah, Nash is fine. Varel. Morel, I'm pretty sure Nash is fine. And I'll I'll shift the dwarf around so we're all facing back and look at Nash. And and Nash, yeah, are you still that? lying See? down? You got it. He's fine. If everyone's gone, I mean, if we've killed everybody. I, I'm I'm starting to get up. I'm leaning up on okay. my arms. Right. And, so you yeah. can see that Nash is fine then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not still playing dead if they're all gone. <laughs> no, you know what? There. Instead, Varel come over to me close and I'll go, boo! Just for fun. <laughs> no, I'll get up. I'm up. All right. As I see him get up, I'll drop my rage and throw the dwarf to the ground. He deserves to fly like we did. Oh, I agree. I'm not trying to stop that. I just want to hear something from him before we throw him down. He's coughing. <laughs> Interrogate him. He he stay he stays sort of down. You don't see his face. He's face down. Give him a little his, kick in the stomach, and I'll start talking. I'll I'll crouch down to his face, look him in the eyes, and go. Now this could be quick, or this could last a long time. The only thing I want to hear from you before you die, and you're going to die. There's there's no out of this. Is I pledge my soul to Katoval Pray. That's all I want to hear. Sorry, you want to hear him say? Yes, in all earnest. Who the hell is Katobal Pray? What are you talking about, you damn slag? They're pulling the machete out and hold it up next to his face. If you're going to kill me, get it over with. I don't want to look at your ugly mug. We don't have to kill you just yet. And then I'll kind of flip it around so I'm holding it like this. And he's his hands are on the ground, right? Huh. Yeah, he's sort, he's sort of facing hands and knees on the ground. And you sort of enforcing him to look at you. So he sort of looks from the corner of his eyes and says the things that he says. All right, cool. Then I'll go and stab him through the hand. Okay. Um, damage dice for your machete, please. Uh, four damage. Okay. Oh, sorry, seven damage. You go, and you see him go, I'm sorry, what was that? (laughs) No, no, still nothing, and I'll pull it out, and I'll flip it to the other hand and go for his other hand. Damage dice. Five damage. Ah, That wasn't it. Anyone else want to help? I'll pull it out. Nothing? Flip him over. I'll look to Varel. <laughs> Flip him over? Okay. Ugh, it's happening now. It, 
You flip him over. Wait, how close him. is everyone, though? He's got, his, he's got his hands at the stand, moves in, and he just looks at you with hatred in his eyes. He goes, You're all dead. Are we uh are we up there yet? Yeah, yeah you've caught up. You're all you're all standing in a circle watching um Hope perform torture. Has Varel flipped him over? Have you gone to flip him over? I guess. You told me to flip him over? I look at you and I go, flip him over. Okay. Then you And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it right away. <laughs> okay, then I'll stand up and I'll I'll kick him over so he's on his back because he's holding it so he's off balance. Yeah, right? he, he's on, yeah he's holding his hands now so you kick him over he lands on his back <sighs> and he's got he's holding his hands are clutched he can't they're just in pain and he has them in, in front of himself. Cool. I'll take the machete and I'll stab his right thigh. Okay, damage dice, uh, please. Four damage. Okay, and just here goes ah. We can end this. You can end this. You have the power. I'm not giving in to your demands. I'll just kind of twist the machete. Ah! No? He, he just he just stares angrily. He says, "Just kill me already." No. Get your satisfaction now, because when my family finds out what you've done, they're all gonna come for you, and you're gonna. Ah! As you stab again. Four ah! damage. Ah! Let me ask you something, Scrolly, before the end of all of this. Exactly, how many family members do you have? Trencher Royal Beard had 12 sons, and Mabrook, may he rest in peace, left us, but the other 10 are strong, and they'll avenge me. 10 of you, just so I'm sure, is that including you, or is that 10 in addition to you? Go fuck yourself. Include you to fuck yourself. (laughs) Ah! Now, here's the funny thing, Scrolly. I'm going to come over and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him at the first level. Oh, this is good. Six. I know what he's doing now. Nine HP back to old Scrolly. Where do you cast it? Uh, Are you curing? I don't think it's enough to cure all of his stab wounds. Oh, no. No, just a, just a general. Two. Pick two. We'll pick his. Uh, we'll pick his 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 calves. Uh, They're already healed. He has the stab wound in his thigh and oh, stab wound in each thigh. of his hands. All right, cool. Okay. I'll pull it out. So pick two of three. Did you stab both thighs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a four. So two right. thighs and two hands are stabbed. Chicken combo. I'm gonna I'm gonna cure both <laughs> thighs. We'll fix the thighs. Okay. okay. So the thighs that the flesh mends magically and sort of sews back up. As if nothing ever happened. But there's blood on the pants and they're ripped where the knife went in. Do you feel that, Scrolly? That's a balm. That's a soothing end to you, potentially. Your attitude is very much not appreciated. But I'll tell you what I will do for you. I will afford you the very same opportunity that you gave to us. 
as you sat up here feeling very good about yourself like a little king on top of your throne and listen to us call for aid and ignore us, I will give you the exact same opportunity. And I'm going to cast Featherfall on Scrolly. Okay, nothing evident happens, but the magic is successful. He doesn't know. But... Now, if that now what I've just done, Scrolly, is I've made it to where you could survive a pretty decent fall. If that elevator was where it should have been, where you had promised it would have been, you would get to live today. But now you're going to get to reap what you sow. And I can promise you this spell is going to run out long before you hit the bottom. And I'm going to kick him into the pit. <laughs> well, you guys aren't near the pit yet. You've stopped it. So oh, I thought we were at the edge of the pit. Very yeah, epic what you do, but he needs to be carried to the pit. You're about 60 feet out. Hope stopped him on the way to talk to him. Uh, this would have probably seemed neater if I had just kicked you into the pit right now, but now we're going to carry you to the pit and throw you in. <laughs> and who's, who's carrying him? He looks at you. He just stares at you. I'm just going to stab him in the junk. <laughs> okay. Oh damage dice. Uh, eight damage. Ah! Fuck! He's just yelling. He's like, "Ah!" Oh, it's still not it. You're animals. You're what? animals, you're and you'll get what animals deserve. Ah! <laughs> My manhood. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, brother. Well, Preach it. Put him out of his misery. Throw him in the pit. I'll look at everybody, grab by the leg, and start dragging that way. Okay. You all follow along. It's a sort of sick procession as you guys drag him. There's a line in the sand, and he's just clutching his hands, and he's like, Oh, my brook, I'll see you soon. <sighs> well, if you want to say it, I will. Katobal Praith, I pledge his soul to you. Mm. Right before he's tossed into the pit. Okay. Uh, Varel, you're at the edge. You're Hope. Ready to toss. What? You take the honor from this. He took the owner from us. Take off your shoulders, your shoulder gear. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Why? Uh, all right. And I'll and I'll give him. Oh, I want I want you, I want you to lean into this. I, I think I think Varel feels something, Kyle. Just, I want you to make sure if you want a chance to explore it, you've got it. Otherwise, it's up to you. I'm not telling you how to play. I just, I All like right, what so, you said. Okay, so then I will. So, uh, looking, looking at Hope, I'll bend, I'll bend down. You know, start grabbing him by his, you know, basically by the back of the pants and by the shirt to start giving him the heave ho, and I'll be like, whisper to your gods on the way on, way down. Find your people again. Go to your own end, you despicable bastard. And then chuck him. Okay. Wait, you're going to chuck him, and he flies into the air, and then he just sort of <laughs> stops there. And then he slowly <laughs> descends, and he just, he looks back, rages his eyes, and he just goes, 
Fuck you and all I your wave. fucking ancestors, and I hope I hope all your children get raped and they're endlessly in, in, over and over in the pits of hell. Fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. And, and, and he's slowly descending and he's yelling up and he's like, I hope every one of your motherfuckers, and he's just yelling and, and screaming the whole way down. We look into the pit as he's. You. Yeah, he's just he's just yelling. Now that he's sort of free, at least from you, he feels it's okay to yell just to let out all of his insults. You maybe started bleeping him a little late for sixty seconds. Oh no, <laughs> I'm not bleeping him. You guys just tortured a man. I don't care if this is a family friendly show. This <laughs> deserves f bombs. Um, and and but this happens for sixty seconds. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're as the as the feather fall uh, spell elapses and he begins falling and his his yell ah echoes into nothingness. That was a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't hear him hitting the bottom. It's it's there's nothing remaining. Uh I'll, I'll stand at the pit for a bit. Well, that was fun. Hope. Varel. He has every right, if his god deems him so, to enter the warm, dirty embrace of his dwarven brethren. Oh, he has every right, but that doesn't mean he deserves it. You attempted to send him to some dark pool. I hope I did. You have made deals to send people to the piss. And I'll continue to make (laughs) deals to send people to the piss. Tobal pray there's my mom. I will send everybody who works for the principal to him until we kill the principal. Your mother. And you have made a deal to become free? No. How many souls? That's between Katobal Praith and I. Not that I'm a smart lizard, but can I do a Sense motive? What is this now? <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to read in, uh, reading like intuition body language, it would be insight. Okay. Be your insight into reading uh, somebody's body language or their habitual actions to determine an insight. You have to say, I'm not a smart lizard, but I know what love is, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> 18. Okay. What are you looking for? I, I want to see if she's telling the truth. How many souls does she need to send? You want this information privately? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd just be looking at her. I'm not reading her mind, so I guess is... It's just that this isn't public information. This is, like, Pharrell information, right? So, if Slack open, I'll send it to you. All right. Uh, you guys can continue on while I send this information. I want to make a comment to Stanley. Am I? Can I speak? Is that okay with everybody? Are, are you asking as Nash if you're allowed well, to talk make, or as Scott? I'm asking. I'm asking Bo. Make sure I don't want to step out of turn or anything out of line here. So I can, I'm. I'm just going to say something to John or to Stanley. I'm going to say, Stanley. What he said. He hoped my children would have a terrible fate. He doesn't know. I can't have kids. That's pretty funny. The joke's on him. The little piece of shit. That's all. 
Stanley does actually laugh at this. Oh, good. That Nash feels that this is uh, this is important. <laughs> An important <laughs> detail to note. Uh, but it is a awkward <laughs> laugh. Mm. Maybe he's looking for a little humor in the situation. There you go. All right, I, All right. So I've been I've been staring down Hope, and we've and we've locked eyes. We're having this battle of minds of a sort. I believe you, Hope, and I believe that you have made this dark deal. Perhaps there is a way we can still save your mother. I looked to to the hole uh, outside. Is it day out? Uh, you look back and you do see sun sunlight spilling from the entrance. Yeah. <sighs> Let us discuss this in the light of day, for I am weary of these cold, dark environments. But first, we should probably throw the bodies in the pit. Who are they going to believe? The motorcycle man or us? The if motorcycle man bodies. saw a dragon. <laughs> There's no dragon here. Later on, maybe. There is enough blood down at the bottom of the pit that if we say the dragon fell down the hole, maybe they might buy it. We and have a, they... a likely story, but they also could check and see what kind of wounds these dwarves have inflicted. So I'm with tossing the bodies. The spirits have left these bodies. There is no dishonor in throwing them into the pit further. Merely, I disagree... Perhaps we could work out a brand of sorts if you need to mark them for your dark god. I like that. We could do that. Good. I will not hold them still for such a brand. No. But if you wish to deliver it, there is honor left in finding your mother. I apologize. I'll stay quiet, and I'll start going to move the bodies. Okay, I'll go start, pick up two at a time and start walking them over. You start going to move the bodies and pick them up over. Um, and uh, Varel? I would like to turn over their pockets as I do so. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's... Uh, Mr. Rogue. What's the first <laughs> I'm a bard, Bo. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. You're like you have like an OCD like memory for for like loot. What are they back have? in the back in the early WoW days when you when you didn't get your loot, you'd forget and you were screwed. I'll bet John never forgot. I bet you Rare. always got it. Yeah. How many steamy romance novels do you have? <laughs> yes, so many. <laughs> okay, so you turn over their pockets and you find they might just have these. Mostly have nothing, just little uh, little tools on them that would be you'd find on miners. They have their rifles. Um, they also carry um, these funny little. They look. They're made with leather and they flip over. And there's like they have like these badges, I guess, in the shape of a hammer and a teardrop. Maybe maybe a drop of oil, something symbolic. It's made of steel. It's like some kind of badge. Looks like. I'll pocket one of those just in case. Okay, so I had a I had an oil beard badge. It's an ID badge, I guess, is what it looks like. Got some old oily rags or anything in there? Um, they all have yeah, they do have rags, lots of rags. They use to wipe oil from their fingers. I'm gonna find take, that, and I'm, you find I'm gonna take uh, a shitty little rag approximately with me. Um, 
24 gold pieces in you know loose change that they have on them. Sweet. In their pockets. I'm taking He's a rag. All the bodies. I want a rag. Pocket it. Yeah. Um, while the search goes on, and the are you throwing the bodies right in, or are you piling them up at the top? I was just going to chuck it, chuck one as soon as it got to the edge. As you yeah, perform, <laughs> it's Stanley there at the end, like mm-hmm, patting down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may. And then we... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that sounds about right. Um, and as you're doing this and getting the last of the, the last of the bodies were out, you hear a noise. Some. Hard to make out. There's a passage off to the left of this large chamber that stores rocks brought up from the mines ready to be taken out. You hear like a... You hear a noise come out of a a wall. Just a weird sound. Sounds like... Sounds like speech. Hmm. All right. You said there's a passageway, a a hole kind of in there. Yeah, where they went to go get Bessie from. Cool. So I'll, I'll run over to that wall and kind of press my back against it and peek around. Peek around. You see that there's actually a corridor that goes down, and there looks like what was some kind of like requisitions office. There's this glass pane with a speaker thing, and where someone might work behind it. Um, you just see papers and documents in there, and the thing. But then, as you get closer, you hear like a, and you you make out a, a voice in Goblin. I know who it is. It's it's a, it's saying. Help! 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 And then you hear the clanking of metal farther down the corridor. It's a, it's a goblin. Back this way. You seem to have a prisoner. Let's go check it out. All the bodies are in the pit now, yeah? Well, the one body that Varel dropped, he dropped. I'll, I'll push that into the pit before I okay. go. <laughs> so Hope's not part of this. Uh, Stanley and Nash sort of follow behind. You, you move closer, Varel, down the hallway, and as you turn the corner, you notice that there's like this, this gated door. Uh, it's locked. Um, it's heavy wood, but there's like bars in sort of, you know, at eye level, so you can peer in. And inside, you see that there's a number of metal cages, steel bars in there, and inside one of them, uh, you make out three figures, uh, there's no light on in the room, though. Like You can just barely make out that there's figures very dim in there. And you hear, ah, 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 and you hear the clanking of metal. I will, speaking goblin, identify yourself. Or identify, uh, yourself identify. <laughs> Lizard King, Lizard King, is that you? Is that you? It's Buck Buck! Buck Buck! Buck Buck! Help! Help Buck Buck! (laughs) I'll run over to the cage and look inside. So so the door's in front of you. You go to open it. It's like locked. Like There's a door and then you can peer into the room with cages. Freaking doors, man. Does it it take a key? It has a keyhole in it, yes. Do we have a key? Bet it was on the dude we threw down the stupid pit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right there's there's got to be like a hammer in the room or something around right uh, when you look around you see you actually funnily enough you see uh like a big sledgehammer sort of leaning down at the end of the hall someone's tool that they left behind right, I'll, I'll throw my shield on my back go grab the sledgehammer and stand back buck buck and start smacking the lock okay make an attack roll attack roll 
recklessly free my friend. 21. All right. You send the, the, the sledgehammer and damage dice too, please, for sledgehammer. Say 1d10, I think. It's two-handed. Plus your strength modifier. 11. Okay. So you send the sledgehammer into the wood and one of the wood planks, and it just busts right through, shining style, and you just break the lumber sort of in half, and you have clear vantage to reach in and unlock the door um, from the other side. I do so. Mm -hmm. You let go of the door, and then you push the door open, and as you bring your, uh, presumably you have a lantern or a source of light with you, or do we need uh, Stanley to light things up? Uh, If need be, I'll return the lantern back to Varel. And press okay. digitate. Yeah, yeah. so this all happens very fluidly as you guys run into the room, illuminate. You see Bok Bok. There's a row of cages on either side, steel bars. At the very end, you see Bok Bok standing with two familiar figures in the prison with him. And he goes, Blizzard King has returned! God! But all he's hearing, if you can't speak goblin, he's going, he's excitedly, he jumps up onto the bars and he's like shaking them. And behind him, you see uh, a very bearded, very five o'clock shadow jeweler, Bertrand Mulg, sitting in the cage along with his half-orc buddy, Trigger, who's just sort of sitting there with his head low, snapping. And, and he says, well, you guys are a sight for sore eyes. That's the end of this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bok Bok is back. Oh, my gosh. By the way, I was watching the chat room during that. Chat room lost their minds when you when you started making that sound. They all recognized it. That's awesome. Well done. I know I can't do any other goblins. Everyone's gonna assume it's not Bok Bok. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, there you go, guys. That was a hell of a thing. Everything in this episode was great. Uh, hopefully, we get a nice long rest at some point. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah, kind of I have a worthless. To look it up, but I think each level of exhaustion is only removed from a long rest, so you're gonna need to rest for four days. Oh my gosh! Yeah, four days. Oh, that's why I didn't go Path of Fury because you get exhaustion for it. Wow. Yeah. Well, how else? So, I mean, there's no other way we'd have gotten out of that mess. Like, no. we, I don't know. You were supposed to do it, but it's just like, look, the, your your arc right now, Nash, is that you've just learned you have this power. It's great, but it has it takes its toll on you for yeah, now yeah so if you read the item description as you level up the item sort of levels with you so to speak and becomes less punishing yeah i but, get better uh, at it yeah, as right i go now, but... it's your first time turning into a dragon i think it went pretty well and i think you're gonna need four days of rest i think that's pretty fair yeah no it's, it totally um, works for me it's just it's one of those things where you're like so, we so here's no... the fun part yeah you can take a long rest recover to exhaustion level three you're totally free to turn into a dragon again once you've had your long rest yeah, but then but I gotta do it once, again. Then you gotta roll one d four, and just so you're fully aware, at six levels of, or more of exhaustion, you die. Yeah, <laughs> you die from over fatigue. Right. So the the tension to kill yourself is there with this, and um, I think that's funny. Yeah. Fun. Chat room, I would like you to start putting together a pool of how long until Nash Magard of the Solar Mines kills himself. <laughs> I was worried. Drinking game or something. I honestly thought I was going to die today. The way things were going with lucky shots to the eye and the gun. Honestly, I rolled ridiculous. I rolled a twenty, so it's a crit hit on two d ten, so four d ten plus modifier. Yeah, and I was like, I I was kind of hoping it'd be. Honestly, when I was thinking about, kind of hoping you'd, you know, there'd be few salvos of shots, and you'd be like, "Ah, I'm a dragon. Like, nope. Yeah, I was worried I was going to have to 
saving throw my way out of a real problem today, but it didn't happen. So that's good. Oh, about time, because for the first time, I took no damage in a fight. Yeah! Our tank stayed uh, out of the trouble. The best part was doing your turns, Varel, just because all this chaos was happening around you. You're just like, I run after the, the lead guy. Like, I love the, the dragons, like, melting people. You jump on one guy and go after him, and I just pictured it like this chaos was happening around you, and you were just in the middle right. of it. It was funny. That was amazing. That's um, a good fight, man. Yeah. Lots of creative deaths going on yep. right now, from dragon fire to bashing people in the head. Holding it's like we leveled up. Heads. Yeah, we will. There, yeah. there will be torture.com is our new website. Yeah, man, jeez. Kristen. I Stanley love it, but also hope. Stanley's got the words. Holmes got the machete. Oh, I got some. I got some. I'm gonna have to. Arp, I have to do some research on torture. And yeah, me too. Like when you're getting tortured for this game. I've really got to break their wills. Freaking hardcore, man. It didn't break. Yeah, no kidding. Because well, soul given is much more readily accepted than a soul force. Well, thank you, uh, chat, and everybody for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back with session twenty-six. I think next week, there's a little bit of confusion about my mom's birthday party, so we may have a delayed show, or it may be over by the time I get here, because it might be an earlier thing. There's, I have to figure it out. But we're trying to make sure we do not, that we don't not have an, a session 26 next week. Something weird happens, we'll let you guys know, but for now, plan on it, normal time, and we'll uh, keep you up to date. I believe that's all we have. Is that it? That's it. Uh, people That's should it. know thank you. you for... Yeah, thank you for listening, watching, being here live, everybody watching us on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for details on all of it, including our wiki, the drinking game that apparently is going on every time one of us does a thing. That's also on the wiki. You can find all that stuff at therewillbedungeons.com. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter as well at therebedungeons on Twitter. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. For Bo, for John, for me, for Kristen, for Kyle. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time on There Will Be Dungeons. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs>